Blog Talk Radio. This is Everything Home, the transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things. Let's take the word freedom. Wouldn't it be great to have more professional freedom, personal freedom, and how about financial freedom? Every week, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, interviews experts, entrepreneurs, professionals, and purpose-driven people to share their stories, their passions, and provide real-life, tangible takeaways. Get ready to be entertained, yet learn some incredible information. This is Everything Home, and this is Michelle Swinnick. It's noon in America, Eruption County, Arizona, and time for your weekly trifecta nooner with Michelle on the Everything Home Talk Radio Show. We're your censorship-free safe space sanctuary speakeasy for patrons. Our TGIF Live studio audience is ready for the weekend and another amazing show. So put on your common sense caps with the people. Grab your pen and paper for all the quality content you're about to hear. It's Take Action August and Patriotism Year. Time to make your business, your life, and this country better. Take Action BLC. Today's topic's on episode 243, Community and Nonprofits. Take Action and Save America. Virtual Assistance. Domestic Abuse. Hashtag marketing, religious freedom, vaccine mandates, COVID lies, the Great Reset, with special guest Dr. Shannon Croner and Dr. Paul Cottrell, delivered by our partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace. They're good people doing good business and good things. Today's lineup, Jason Bressler, Phoenix Metro Chamber Foundation, supporting local charities, helping vets, pets, and kids. One of our platinum partners, love this guy. And then me, about taking action items and save America, your freedom, and more fake COVID-19 truth bombs. Time to get the message out. Sophie Zolman, virtual assistant team, giving your business more freedom. Orsica Julia, guiding you to a complete life after domestic abuse. And Sammy Girl and Nan, hashtag marketing, how to be found on social media for free. And sitting shotgun in Michelle's patriotic soapbox are two special guests at 1 p.m., Dr. Shannon Croner. She's the founder of... Freedom of Religion, United Solutions for Us, an interfaith coalition of religious leaders who are uniting to protect religious freedom and religious vaccine exemptions. You're going to learn how to reclaim your freedom, prevent mandates, and protect yourself. And at 1.30, Dr. Paul Paul Cottrell, he's a pioneer in revealing the agenda of the fake COVID-19 political propaganda pandemic, the Great Reset, the global cabal, that's global. You know, whenever you see the word global, run the other way. And many other conspiracy theories, which are actually factual and the truth. So sort of be sure to stick around for the second hour of the show. Facts, truth, take action, items, resources, and of course, a little entertainment. Visit everythinghomeresourceplatform.com for more information on today's guests, their websites, their own shows, and everything you need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities. One location for all the information, the ultimate resource platform. Breaking news. Number one, the CDC is calling your house to find out if there are any unvaccinated children ages six months old to 17 years. They're making a database and then it's just a matter of time before the non-vaccine armed patrol. Yes, you heard me correctly. Armed patrol 
are literally, literally coming to take you away and put you in their green zone concentration camps. Don't believe me? It's on their website. And remember, it's not a vaccine, but an experimental bioweapon with mRNA and nanotechnology, spike proteins, tracking devices, operating systems, graphene oxide, fetal tissue from aborted babies. And the name of the patent is Lucifer Race. Do not take it, people. Do not take it. Number two, mask mandates, vaccine mandates, and passports are quickly spreading across the country, cities, companies, schools, government agencies, and the military all of which are against the Constitution, the Emergency Use Authorization Act, and the Nuremberg Code. No one is following the science. And that's because it's not about a virus. And remember, COVID-19 does not exist, and neither do the variants. There are no samples anywhere on the planet. It's all a scam or fraud. And once you understand that, it's the fundamental truth about all this. Things will make sense. Don't believe me? On the FDA website. They're the ones that came out with the information. So if you go to our COVID facts tab, you're going to get the truth. And I want you to listen to that episode with Mike Adams. He'll explain everything. Crazy stuff. Crazy times, everybody. It's August 13th, day 515. 15 days to slow the spread. (laughs) That is five. Day 515 of 15 days to slow the spread. And here we go again. I think it's part three. We're past part two. Oh, my goodness, people, it is time to rip off your dirty mask. Don't start wearing one again. They don't work. They actually make a sick in our symbolism of control and tyranny. Demand no vaccine passports. Just say no to the non-vaccine. It destroys your immune system. 100% factual episode 223 with Dr. Brian Artis. Don't get a fake COVID test. Every swab contains the most carcinogenic chemical in America, ethylene oxide. Go to your next school board meeting, your city council meeting. Time to get your kids and rip them out of school. Teach them at home, homeschooling. Might want to listen to episode 241 with Dr. Pam Popper. We talked about that, how to do it. It's very actually easy. It's time to go back to normal. Take action to stamp the Nazi regime. Get involved today. The time is now, everybody. You need to fight for your freedom because it's not going to end. This political propaganda pandemic is only going to get worse. Every time you turn around, something else is thrown at us. So we need to stop acting like we, the sheep, and take our country back. We are putting the movement together. Save my freedom movement. Right? We're organizing Americans who are sick and tired of the tyranny and violations of our God-given human rights. Text the word ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, to 833-261-7689. We're at 1206, and I'm wrapping it up here. It is time to meet the partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network. Today's episode is on topic on episode 243. I apologize. I'm kind of a little discombobulated. I just jumped off of the... Dr. Alan Key's show, and uh, <laughs> uh, I was on a little too long, a little too long. Let's leave it at that. And he was a guest on our show, episode 236, if you want to listen to that. Smart, smart man. Uh, topics today, episode 243, community and nonprofits, take action and save America, virtual events, domestic abuse, hashtag marketing, religious freedom, vaccine mandates, COVID lies, the great reset with guests, our special guests. Dr. Shannon Croner and Dr. Paul Cottrell, let's do this, everybody. Where is my rumble? I think it's time to bring on this rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. First up is one of my favorite peeps, Jason Bressler. He's the founder of the nonprofit Phoenix Metro Chamber Foundation. They're supporting local charities through fundraising, volunteer efforts, and charitable partnerships. 
and they love collaboration, everybody, all helping veterans, pets, children, and families. On the episode that we did, the nonprofit showcase of five different groups here in Arizona was episode 239. That's 239. I highly encourage you to listen to that. Audience, big round of applause to the hardest working man I know. JB, what's going on? Oh, I'm I'm uh, staying busy getting ready for another fundraiser and volunteer efforts this weekend and next weekend and just making uh, dreams happen and helping others realize their potential and that uh, we're here for them. What's going on with you? <laughs> You're a mover and a shaker, man. You are the mover and shaker. I am. Uh, I'm. It's been an interesting week. I've learned some information that is going to. Uh, we're going to break it. Um, in about a week, week and a half, it's going to make people just go, oh, my gosh. So um, I've been kind of just processing all that. It's a little overwhelming when you find out all this truth stuff that uh, oh, is just yeah, shocking. Let's just leave it at that. Shocking. Um, but, 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 you mentioned volunteer. So um, what are you doing to volunteer with these groups that other people can actually do, too? Because let's just say they oh, they got a little extra time. They want to get involved. Uh, they're not big into the donation thing, but they're looking for someone to support. So what kind of volunteer efforts are you doing this weekend? So this weekend, uh, we are making sure that we are providing food, clothing, hygiene items to people in need in our community. We're helping a local charity that gives to hundreds and hundreds of folks every weekend uh, these basic necessities, and they need it, these, these items to survive. Um, many folks are still being affected and impacted by the pandemic, and this organization uh, feeds and clothes people, uh, veterans, children, families, and we're going to be out there uh, helping out. And we have several other volunteer efforts that we're going to be doing. Uh, we just did our second Monday care packing event with Youth for Troops, which provides care packages to deployed service members. Uh, and then Tuesday, uh, we're going to be creating plastic mats for homeless veterans out of the grocery bags that you get, the plastic bags that you get in the store. And we do those every second Monday and third Tuesday. Uh, and it is a lot of fun. And anyone can participate in these volunteer efforts. And we have volunteer efforts practically every week available for the public to be involved in. And it's as simple as giving an hour of your time uh, assembling care packages or uh, shopping with these children, families, veterans that need basic necessities. And we welcome everyone to collaborate with us and partner with us and join us because together we're going to make that greater and more significant impact to those who really need the help as well as our community. Exactly. And it's all about getting more involved with the community. And many people have kind of veered off of that track for years. And it's, it's time to kind of collaborate again and get active because what is the purpose of, what is the purpose of a community if you don't participate in it? And I think that's what we forget because we're all into, you know, our work and business and our own little family niche and little circle um, and but we're not looking at the bigger picture. We're not looking at becoming involved 
in the community, find out what the community needs, and then also support it. Um, and that's from a nonprofit side. That's from political, because nothing's political anymore. Everybody, remember, it's all about life. These are all life things. And, um, you know, volunteering, getting involved makes a huge difference because if the go-getters are not participating, then, uh, you know, what, 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 what's the point? What is the, what is the point of what you do every day if you're not doing something positive to contribute to society? Right, Jason? I mean, what, you wake up, you go to, you go to work, come home, make dinner, do some stuff with the kids, blah, 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 and then go to bed. There's more to the big picture than that. Wouldn't you agree? It's kind of almost like a spiritual inner soul search. Like, okay, everybody, uh, it's more than just watching TV at night. Absolutely. I mean, it's more imperative now, especially with what we're uh, dealing with in our world, to be more collaborative and to inspire each other to give back and to work together. And our foundation does a great job really making sure that our partner charities know they can count on us. They may have uh, folks that can't come to work or volunteers who don't show up, but we are always going to show up and we are always going to be there for our partner charities. And you feel just so good and so rewarded by giving back to these folks in need and these animals in need. And I can't even explain it. And I've been volunteering for over 30 years and I want to continue to feel that I am making that impact and inspiring others. I am being a leader. I am learning more about myself personally and professionally and volunteering and getting involved in philanthropy is definitely a way to do that. And I've seen so many things happen and obviously I'm not going to see the entire impact because there's many folks I won't ever meet. I mean, I got a card this week from Hope Kids Arizona, one of our charities, and it goes on and I can even read it if you want. Uh, providing you going to make me cry, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Make I me mean, cry it's, again. <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, yeah, go ahead and read very, it. Go ahead and read it's it. It's an amazing story. All right. I says, dear Jason and all our friends at the Phoenix Metro Chamber Foundation, thanks to your generosity, you were able to provide a hope community event for hope kids, moms, where they were able to gather together safely over zoom to craft care cards for their loved ones and other Hope Kids families and children in the hospital. These Hope community events are so vital to help provide a safe place for Hope Kids families to be able to connect with others who get it. Our Hope Kids moms pour so much of themselves into their children and their medical care that it is so special when we are able to provide them time to connect with other moms for some much-needed adult time. Thank you so much for making this happen. With Hope, the Hope Kids Arizona team. So that's just an example of the power of getting involved in your community and the many families and children in this case that it's impacting. Yeah, it's a real story from real people that you're helping. Uh, You know, probably from what you just described with your volunteer uh, efforts and what you were kind of describing, sounds like you get more out of this than than the organizations and the kids do. And I I don't want to, I kind of want to emphasize that to the audience to say, you know what, it's amazing what happens to you personally when you are contributing and you're volunteering, when you're being 
uh, productive in the in in your community. Um, you know, you you kind of do it. You put things in a priority. You appreciate things a lot more, um, and you also you know you you become a better person. It's it is so you know. I'm not saying do this for yourself, obviously, but it's the it's the side effect, a positive side effect of actually getting involved to to make a change for the better in people's lives. And the reason why I, uh, I, I love what Jason's doing is it's the categories of his organizations. And you've got your veterans, you've got your, your animals, you've got your children, you've got your families. And again, the uh, nonprofit showcase that we did, we had five of the different uh, Arizona nonprofit organizations come on the show so everybody could give some information and, and get introduced to uh, to our audience into to the you know bigger exposure to the world so you can you know who is who's who's what and doing what and it was episode two thirty nine episode two thirty nine and I strongly suggest everybody take a listen to that because you will be inspired you'll be motivated and you'll actually you probably will cry a little and there's nothing wrong with that that's I think that's healthy because that makes it makes you like a real person sensitive you know because you. Uh, you can get a little emotional, especially when you're talking about these kids that are terminally ill and they're, uh, you know, they're in the hospital. And that is, that is a great organization. Um, Jason, you got some upcoming events? Did I lose you? JB, wh- where'd you go? No, I'm here. I'm oh. here. Upcoming. I'm here. You, got, you got something bowling. I know we're going to be bowling this month. We're doing bowling. Oh, did I lose you? Yeah, you're you're like you're like a distant. You're like distant oh, from the like tunnel. Place. <laughs> I don't know. I'm standing in the same place. I'm outside, standing in the same place. Um, yeah, yeah, we have a bowling event coming up on Saturday, August 21st, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Let It Roll Bowl and Entertainment, where they let the good times roll. It's 8925 North 12th Street in Phoenix. It's right off of the 51 and Northern, uh, and on 12th Street in Dunlap in North Phoenix. And you know, we invite anyone who wants to come out and bowl. Um, Anybody can attend. Uh, we also are still collecting silent auction items, raffle items. And it's going to be a great time to give back to our foundation to help our veterans, children, service members, animals in our community. And it's going to be a lot of fun, and we've done this event before. And, uh, and uh, Let It Roll Bowl and Entertainment locally owned and does a lot for our organization, and we're grateful for their support. And uh, invite anyone to come out and be a part of it. And the events are fun. Uh, they're family oriented, so bring the kids if you got them. Make it an experience. You're doing, uh, you're supporting great organizations, and you're meeting like-minded, cool people. What's you know, God forbid you should meet some new friends, right? And I encourage the people who are. You know, here, here's the thing, you know, you got a lot of people that are that are say they're entrepreneurs, small business owners, and they said, I don't have the time. I, I am, I'm busy working. I am, I, I can't take time away from work because uh, you know then I'm not making money. Um, you're going to be around like-minded people at events and, and even at the volunteer experiences that once you have those relationships, uh, you know what? I'm not saying you go there to network, but once you have a new relationship with somebody, they kind of like you. They kind of like what you have to say. And if they happen to need whatever your product or service is, they're probably going to hire you. And they're probably going to tell their friends, hey, I met this really great person over at this volunteer event that I was at. And, uh, you know, you said you needed somebody to fix your air conditioning. Well, that's what this guy does. So, um, yeah, it's all about connections, relationships, collaboration. So um, kind of take that old school method of saying, I don't have time. 
I don't really need to get involved. I'm not a community type of person. Um, you know, we're in a, and we're in a different world where I think we need to uh, kind of go back to the basics where, remember, we used to pick up the phone and call each other as opposed to texting and emailing, you know, in person. Nothing wrong with that. Um, relationships. It's all about relationships. Jason, anything else you want to plug? Anything else you want to share? Well, coming up later in the year, we're going to have our fifth annual charity golf tournament honoring our heroes, our veteran service members, uh, police officers, and their families on December 4th. And uh, it's going to be a great event at the Biltmore Golf Club, pmcfgolf.org, if you'd like to learn more. Uh, and then also our winter pet adoption event, December 18th, at Four and Decor in Glendale. Uh, we already have over 75 vendors signed up. Uh, so you can find out more, pmc.foundation. You said, you said, you said so. pet adoption. You can pick him up anytime oh. you want. He's here. So you just, you, you, that'll be your All adoption, right. Jason. So tell him when All the right. pet adoption Can't is again. <laughs> December 18th, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., floor and decor, 5880 West Bell Road in Glendale. It's going to be an awesome, awesome event, and we hope to adopt out this time over 80 to 100 pets to loving and forever homes. You know, it's crazy that there's that, and that's only a small portion of the amount of pets that are sitting in these animal shelters. Um, you know, you would think at some point people that actually have pets that, uh, you know, leave them in the side of the road or drop them up. I can understand if there's somebody who's elderly that they can't, they can't care for it. If it's financial that they, they've had the pet for a while and then they said, you know, things have changed in my own life. But it's the irresponsible people Um that uh, that I just don't have respect for. Um, but it's just a shame that, you know, those shelters should be for like emergency situations when you have to give up the pet and you don't want to, not for careless, uh, reckless individuals that uh, doing things properly with pets or letting them reproduce or whatever it is that uh, that is done on that side. It's just a shame. You know what I mean? I, I just, uh, a lot of that can be completely eliminated. So I, uh, but anyway, I don't, you know how I feel about that. I don't, I don't like when people do, uh, shall I say, nefarious things and uh, put others, animals, people in jeopardy um, for their own selfish intentions. But, you know, that's, uh, that's just part of uh, society. See, we, it, but if those people at some point, let's just say, and, and then I'll, I'll let you plug the website, Jason. Let's just say that those people at some point early on in their lives actually did some volunteering, got involved with the community, the way that they have their values and their views and their actions probably would have changed a little. And uh, we would have had a little bit more responsible people because they would have been involved. So not saying that if you don't go volunteer, you're going to turn out like those bad people, but it's just another, just another thing that, um, you know, encouraging a volunteerism, especially with kids, get your kids to volunteer. Even the youth for troops, they're, they're working directly with kids. So kids helping kids, helping the troops. So parents, if your kids are not volunteering in some capacity, you might want to think about that because I think it uh, builds good kids to do that. Um, Jason, plug the website and, uh, and if we forgot anything. PMC.foundation. And they can reach me at 602-561-2348 if they would like to learn more about our foundation or possibly get involved, whether it be as a volunteer, committee member, board member, sponsor, donor, or other supporter. 
Yeah, I encourage the entrepreneurs, the service providers, the not the um, small business owners to give him a call to have a conversation to see how you guys could work together. Doesn't have to necessarily be a donation. There could be there's lots of creativity when it comes to a nonprofit. So I want to get everybody. I mean, it's great if somebody can make a donation. There's so many other things that can be done. So don't think that you can't get involved just because, you know, it doesn't make sense for you or you're not able to donate. But it's just one of like 10 different things that can be done. So it's kind of this whole show is evolving into changing your, your thought processes to be a little bit more open-minded, which only helps you in your business and your personal life and especially in your communities. Jason, you're the best. Um, I did briefly check the email you sent me. I haven't had time to respond. So um, I, I promise that I will call you this weekend and we'll chat and catch up and then figure out when we're going to go on that. Oh, we're not going on a date though. We're just meeting for dinner, right? We can't date. Is that what we decided? <laughs> I don't know. Are we going to really make a final decision? We'll just go have a good time and, and just continue to inspire others and, and help each other. Ah. I, yeah, I believe that there was a discussion about we were more like a brother-sister relationship. It sounds like that's been taken off the table, and it sounds like somebody might have just slipped mm-hmm. in the dating potential again. All right, I'm, I'm, up. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm up for whatever. Keep all my options oh. open. <laughs> yeah, to what I said. It's all about reopening your mind, your thought process, and keeping all your options yep. on the table and being creative. That's what we're going to – and collaborating. Yeah. We're going to collaborate, Absolutely. but we might not tell the audience – how what we collaborated with at dinner on the date. It just depends on how it goes. Um, uh, all right, Jason, I'll call you this weekend and we'll catch up. Thanks for being so great and okay. working right. so hard to help the planet Earth, especially here in Arizona. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Oh, Jason, he's fun to joke around with. So it is 1226, 1226. Now, um, like I said, I am, uh, I feel like I just literally jumped onto the air. I did. I actually jumped on like with three minutes before the show came on because I was doing the Alan, Dr. Alan Key show, which is over on Brighton TV. That's the new network that Mike Adams, the health ranger, is launching with a whole bunch of guests who have been our guests, right? So I should be able to get on mo- most of those shows, start doing appearances over there. And they're doing that on August 24th. Now, um, my segment is supposed to be about taking actions to save America, yourself, and of course, some more tr- COVID truth bombs. I did mention some things in the beginning, but I want to set the precedent like this. We are at, uh, oh, I got like 10 minutes. I want to set the precedent like this. Because um, I, I have talked about many times that we know that um, there's nefarious characters that are involved in everything that's going on now, which is why we are where we are. And when I say nefarious characters, I mean like evil demons, okay? I started using that a lot lately because it's true. It's the only way to explain how people in politics, elected elite, in a big media or big tech, big government, big business, big labor, big money, right? Big entertainment, big pharma, big lobby, big education, big nonprofits and foundations, big religion. Whatever happened to the Catholic Church? Uh, big box, all of these big things, you know, the 13 bigs, they have to be uh, a nefarious demonic character, demon, in order to take the action and steps and things that they're saying now about the political propaganda pandemic, which we all know now was based on 
a sample they made up. Okay. And uh, I mentioned it earlier, but I want to reiterate it because uh, if the foundation of everything that you have been told is a lie and then they build on that, what, what do you really have? That's why it's, I say, planademic, planademic. So there is no sample of COVID-19 on the planet because they made it up in like a little Petri dish. And that's what the FDA had put on their website a long time ago. But somebody just happened to kind of re- find it about it two weeks ago. We're going to have two weeks ago. I was on the Stu Peter show. Mike Adams brought it up. And then, uh, you know, nobody really talks about much. But that's the, the fundamental, right? The fundamentals of all this. So the COVID-19 is basically a bunch of coronaviruses, which is the flu and the cold, a bunch of monkey viruses and some other viruses that are normally out in the ether all the time. And they mix that up, stuck it in a little jar, and then they based the tests, the fake P, the PCR tests, which even the inventor said should not be used to, uh, for virus detection because it doesn't distinguish between one fragment or multiple fragments. And it can pick up fragments from 10, 20, 30 years ago when you had cold. So that's why the cases sometimes are so high or why you have what they call COVID, which is not a thing. There's no sample. And to further that, not only did I want you to listen to the episode with Mike Adams, I put it on the COVID tab. So if you go to our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, click the COVID facts tab. I even put it on the take action tab. And if you go to any of the podcast players, it's Mike Adams, COVID is fake. Listen to that. And then, of course, he's been, since he put that episode out two weeks ago, he has been delivering some incredible information. And you can find his show on our must listen to page under that take action tab. And all of the shows that I pay attention to and people that have been on our show, our guests, our partners, they're listed on there too. So we have to change the fundamentals of what propaganda lies and bull crap that we've been told. So, you you know, you, you shut down the entire country. You destroyed businesses. You know, the last count was like eight months ago. They said it was 400,000. You know, it's much more than that. It's probably 500,000. Destroyed lives, destroyed people. Uh, and uh, over what? An agenda, a plan, okay? And then, of course, you know, the non-vaccines, there's, that's the real bioweapon. That is what they were creating. Dr. Christiana Northrop, episode 230, said the reason that they gave us the COVID, because they don't really give us the COVID, they can't. That's all, that's all fabricated. It's so we could get the shot, which is the non-vaccine. That is the deadly weapon, um, more so than just the spike proteins. Um, but like I said, you've got to change the fundamentals. And, you know, masks, we know they don't work. 40 years of study so that there's no transmission, no, no prevention of transmission. Um, and then, of course, you know, you put the mask on. Right. Uh, it makes you actually sicker. It weakens your immune system, so that's why people are getting sick because they've been, they've been immuno, Im, immunosuppression, right? And then, of course, if they've got all this fear that they're going to die from something that's less deadly than the flu because it's a form of the flu, um, then that, help, that doesn't help with their immune system, too. It gets weakened. And, of course, if they were locked down for so long, then they don't, they're not exposed to those regular germs that they are. So when they went back out again, 
it doesn't help that they have that mask on, which is hurting their uh, immune system, um, then they're not built up. So then they might get a cold or the flu. And then, of course, everybody calls it COVID. So that's what I'm saying. You've got to reposition. And, and these are truths. This is not Michelle making stuff up. This is actually from facts. This is from doctors. This is from uh, the CDC and the FDA website. Um, so it's time to reposition that because, you know, as I mentioned, um, we were talking about take action items. So once you go to the take action tab, onto that tab, on the actual page, there's a bunch of information. All the, all the pages that are listed underneath that, you're going to see a whole bunch. That's everything that you're going to need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities. There's groups to join, people to follow, shows to listen to or watch, videos to watch. And the, one of the videos on there is called Brainwashed, right? Brandon House did a great documentary called Brainwashed. It's either under must watch videos or it's actually on the Take Action tab. That will give you a great understanding of where we are and how we got to where we are with people just accepting what somebody in a white lab coat or somebody in a false authority position told them, even though it went against all of their judgment. It went against all the common sense on the planet, and it went against, oh, I don't know, God, right? Because if God gave us a great immune system, and we didn't take, we're not taking care of it, or we're not increasing it to be even stronger, you don't need, you don't need uh, non-vaccines uh, because you have a great immune system that um, you can actually increase. Real quick, I'm going to plug the uh, the health portion. So, you know, our marketplace where you go and buy products and services, 57 different well-known websites and brands, 2 to 20% of your total purchase is donated to our nonprofit partners and organizations helping vets, pets, kids, and freedom, like the Jason's group, the Phoenix Metro Chamber Foundation. Head on over there. There is uh, Mike Ranger's health store is on there. And you can buy, you can buy what you need to improve your immune system, make it stronger. And then you don't have to worry about having any of these issues and you don't be scared of the fake COVID-19 because it's just a form of the flu. It's just a virus like the cold. That's what it is. That's what it is. So if you have a strong immune system, um, it's not going to affect you. You don't have to be scared. You're going to end up in the hospital. You've got to take care of yourself. So go check that out. Go to the Marketplace tab, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Go check out all the different companies. And um, if you want to find out about the prophylactic treatments, they're on our COVID tab. You'll see that there. And then you will also see uh, if, if you need to get the ivermectin or budesonine or the HCQ, you should take the HCQ as preventative. It's on there. And it's really inexpensive. There are doctors and like America's frontline doctors there and a bunch of other different doctors that we're going to be having on the show. You can get the information. You can get the products and services from them. Uh, we're at 1235. All right, here, here is the plan, everybody. You need to reposition your thought process. You need to realize that these nefarious characters, I mentioned to them, the 13 bigs are lying to you. They've been lying to you. And you need to stand up because your freedoms are being ripped from you. You're being now forced to do vaccine mandates, to be putting a mask on, to, uh, and, and then your kids are being forced to do that. Uh, this is insane. It is against... Not only the Constitution, this is Nuremberg Code. This is like Nazi concentration camps, and that's coming. That's from the CDC. That's coming. Lockdowns, it's just a matter of time. It's just, you know, they talked about it. Maybe it was going to be this week. Maybe it's going to be next week. So the American people 
are living in a purgatory right now where some people are getting active, not enough. There should not be one parent that doesn't go to their school board meeting every time they have one. Everybody in the country, that's what you need to do because your kids, you, you want to talk about child abuse? Put a mask on a kid or even the, the thought of having to give them a, 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 a non-vaccine, which uh, will permanently hurt them, if not kill them at some point, right? So all it is time for Americans. This is the point of my story or the point of my, my rant. And then I'm going to bring Julia on or Asika Julia. I don't know why I would flip her name like that. So I apologize. I was just, I was going to say, say OJ, but I can't call her OJ. <laughs> that would be bad. That would be bad. Um, so the Americans, you need, you need to get off the couch. You needed to do something. And I was talking about this on the Alan Key show. That's what, uh, Thomas Renz had said the other day. He goes, you guys got to start. He goes, he goes, I can't do this for you. I can't, I mean, I can follow the lawsuits and I can go on shows, but I can't make you get off the couch. I can't make you get engaged in the community. I can't make you go and do and physically go and fight for your rights and your freedom. And he says, uh, and I just happened to catch him the other day. I'm going to have him back here on the show. And it's just a matter of um, we are much closer to losing even more of our freedoms that we're not going to come back from that. And I keep reiterating it because it is that important and it's that crucial. But what I had mentioned that we're doing is we're going to bring together all of these groups, these guests that we've had, influencers. I encourage everyone to participate, become a part of this. It's the Save My Freedom movement, hashtag Save My Freedom I want you to text the word ACTION to 833-261-7689, 833-261-7689. The word is ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N. And we're going to hopefully get this uh, launched in a, another two weeks or so, but I want everyone to sign up, so we're going to give you information, and we're going to give you real take action items that you can do that are going to be the lowest hanging fruit to make the biggest impact because we just can't sit here and wait for the next shoe to fall or shoe to drop because we've only two or three more drastic things that they're going to do that you're not going to have freedom. And you're not, then you're not going to have a business. You're going to have a company. They're, they're literally talking about ripping you out of your house. We just want that to all seep in, seep in. And it's all based on a fake COVID virus. And based on tests, and that is, that's come out of the CDC and the FDA too. Oh, and the uh, inventor of the PCR test said the same thing. All right. I went too long. Um, I, um, let me just bring on Orsica. Oh, I could keep going and keep going. I know you guys don't want to hear it, but you got to, you, if you're not going to take action, then you can't say, I wish I should have, I could have, I would have, and I don't like what's going on now because it's, that's, that's not enough. That's not enough to complain. It's, we're past that point. And I just, want to, I just want to drive it home that we are past that point. All right, my next guest is Orsica Julia. She's the founder of Out of the Quicksand, guiding you to a complete life after domestic abuse. Audience, big round of applause. Hey, my friend, I was supposed to bring you on early. I apologize. I got, uh, I got distracted by my own uh, anger. <laughs> it's your soapbox. You can stand at any time you want. It's totally okay. <laughs> I'm just hanging out patiently, listening yeah. to the well, show, the, doing her thing. 
Yeah. Well, I was on Dr. Ellen Key's show this morning and, and we got all fired up and then I jumped right in here. And so uh, I just uh, fired up, ready to go. Well, you know, it's like with anything else, it's, um, you know, like in, in your situation, right? You knew, you knew that there was things that you should have done differently in the very beginning before you even got married, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. And then you kind nope. of, you know, obviously things went in a direction, but then when you did get out mm-hmm. and reflected back, which took some time to kind of be okay with yourself where you had to forgive yourself for uh, going down that direction in the first place, when you knew your, your inner voice, your intuition, your, you, know, it, 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 you knew. Uh, so it took you a while to personally get over not only forgiving yourself, but getting uh, moving on. And I, I, what I was talking about, not directly related, but it's similar because, um, sure, you know, you, we have these, we have the, we, we have your, your intuition. You're like, God, that just doesn't make sense. That's not common sense. Like, and, and I, I just you right. want to, it needs to be hit home for people because the consequences are abusive on what is happening yeah. now. Abusive to your rights, abusive yeah. to your freedom, abusive now to your health. You're talking about medical tyranny. Um, and you're talking mm-hmm. about uh, being forced to take something against not only your religious beliefs, but against your common sense beliefs about what's best for your own health that uh, will kill you, this vaccine, this non-vaccine. And, I, I you know, I, I, some people have said, Michelle, aren't you being a little, a little brutal? No, I mean, I don't know how many shows I have to, to bring to you guys to give you all of these doctors and all the information and all the resources that are showing you that, um, you know, you're talking uh, like real experts, not the fake ones that you see on TV that get paid, which is actually true. They get paid to lie. Um, but yeah, that's a, it's abuse. It's child abuse and it's abuse of your health. And of course, elderly abuse. Um, so what is your advice on that to uh, relate it into, you know, abuse in general and what people, what people should do because um, episode that I did, and, and then I'll let you, I'll let you go for a little bit here. Episode that I did, cause I'd asked Dr. Larry Pilevsky was episode 213. And I said to him, how is it that and it was about critical thinking. And I said, how is it that uh, people are just not seeing this? Or the ones that even if you put all of these facts in front of them, I mean, real facts, and they just don't, they just don't get it, or they choose not to understand it. And he says a lot of it has to do almost with their own egos, because then if they realize that they've been following this false information for either decades when it comes to the pharma stuff, or just uh, people in positions of leadership, because they're not leaders, then they're, they're, they're self-doubting everything, their own decisions, and maybe, you know, oh, then I gave that to my kid, or I listen. So it was, you know, it's this uh, cycle almost of abuse, he said, where people would rather just ignore it rather than admit that sure. they it's have you know, defeat, right? Isn't it all the same, the same the abuse yeah. mentality? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would totally agree with that. And it's easier to just sit in your own crap or the crap of others than to get out of it and wipe your face off and, and look at what reality is. And you had asked, like, how we can how we can see what's going on. And you hit the nail on the head, right, just simply by saying follow your intuition. And here's the thing to remember, though, as humanity, 
we really need to respect one another with whatever the decision is that, that we're making for our personal benefit. Sometimes like in an abuse situation, right? Um, sometimes we'll pe- people will stay in an abusive relationship because the, I don't even know how to say this, but the benefit, this is going to sound weird, but bear with me for a second. The benefit outweighs the, the, the cons of, or the, the pros of staying outweigh the pros of leaving. And you hear that a lot in abusive situations because especially when it comes to men being abused by the women, you know, the, the women more often than not are believed without proof in the court system. So men stay in abusive relationships because if the woman just cries wolf, then she'll be believed much more easily than the man. And then the man is the one who's ending up in jail. The man is the one who's ending up paying for rehab, whatever else it is. So we really need to respect one another for the decisions we make, whether we agree with them or not, ultimately. And we're not in each person's body, right? We're in our own body, and we have to make the decision that's best for us. And by no means am I saying it's okay to stay in an abusive relationship, but I'm saying that it's understandable because, for example, from a man's perspective, if he's being emotionally abused by the wife, let's say, and he says, hey, I want a divorce, then she could... Um, alienate him, parental alienation. She can cry wolf and say he's, you know, uh, financially abusive by controlling the money. I mean, there's so many things that she could say about Mm -hmm. the man. And the woman, again, will be believed more often than not. So it's really important to not judge um, for what's best for our interest in our life in that moment. The best thing we can do is, is live in love and understanding right, towards each individual situation. Again, I'm not promoting staying in an abusive relationship, nor will I ever, but there are so many people who don't understand why people stay, and they stay because the pros of staying outweigh the pros of leaving. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally does, because you're talking financial. You're talking having to be on your own. You're having to talk about uh, starting over, most likely. And in this day and age, Mm -hmm. it's not easy. Uh, in order to start from scratch, especially if you you now are going to not have financial income or you're going to lose a large portion because I would say most of the time you, there's a, there's there's kids. So, you know, and then you want to leave. It's not like you're going to get spousal support. You know what I mean? So you're in a a, a horrible catch 22. Uh, You know, do I stay or do I go? Um, But how am I going to to survive once I leave. So yeah, no, it's, it's, here, it's a tough, tough situation. And here's the thing. You will survive when you leave because I did. I literally left with my kids, my dog, a lizard and the cat and a U-Haul and a truck. And I went to nothing. I mean, I went and lived with my brother. So there's, you know, thankfully I had the support of that and my sister and my parents. Um, but I literally left my world of 14 years to start over and it was hard, but I reached out to resources. I found the resources. It's not a lazy woman or man's thing to do. If you're lazy, one, you're never going to get out because it's easier to just sit in your own crap. So, you know, ultimately, and two, if you're lazy, you're never going to move forward and you're always going to be in that victim mentality. And that sounds harsh, but you know, I'm speaking from experience and it's the truth. It is not an easy thing and you have to learn to pick your battles when we first got out, my brother's like, oh, you have to go after the ex for, you know, this, 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 and this. And I just looked at him and I was like, I'm surviving. 
I'm feeding my children. <laughs> I'm making sure they're not on fire. Like joking, mm-hmm. right? Like I mean, that's great humor. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and and I'm making sure that I'm giving them the love that I have available to give to them. Like as far as do I care what the divorce decree says and he stole me a bedroom suit? No, I don't. So you have to pick your battles, and it's again not going to be an easy journey, and it's time consuming and energy consuming. So that's another reason people stay, right? But it's worth it. I'm 10 years free as of July. We are 10 years free as of July. And it's by far the best decision I made. Because had I stayed, I would have been dead within three years and my children would be without a mother. So when you look at the severity of it, the reality of it, okay, stay. But are you going to be alive in three years? Okay, stay. But what's the mental anguish and burden? It's not only going to cause you because... You're staying for selfish reasons in some regard. I know it sounds like I'm like being really harsh, but bear with me here. You're staying partially for selfish reasons because it's hard to get out, right? And trust me, I get it. I respect it. I've been there. But how about if you leave for the mental well-being for your children? How about if you leave for the mental well-being for yourself? Because having been there, I sure didn't, heck, didn't put myself as number one. I didn't do that for a, a solid five years until after I left, putting myself for number one. So if you can't think of yourself, then think of what the outcome is for the children if you stay for five more years. Think of what the outcome is for your children if you stay another year. You know, like imagine what is life going to be like? What am I forcing my children to do? You know, forcing them to take a vaccine, forcing them for whatever, right? What am I forcing my children to do because of my own pride, basically. So if you can't think for what's best for you, think of what's best for the children. And if you're in an abusive situation, then feeding that to your child, um, you know, you might as well just give them a vaccine. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I well put, well put. And, and all of a sudden there was this a magical buzzer, I think, to emphasize what you just said was right on. <laughs> so, it's like winner, winner, perfect, chicken actually. dinner. You just nailed that. Yeah. Like, what the hell was that? Where did that come from? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but, you know, uh, God intervenes and gives messages when uh, when you need them the most. So I think that, that hit it on the head. Um, and, and, you know, it, it is chaps and obviously um, – there's probably a lot more situations of domestic abuse, domestic violence during these uh, these fabricated 18 months of shutdowns uh, with emotional stress. Huge increase. You know, I mean, it, sure. just that, that's the other thing. I mean, look at the destruction that was manufactured and caused mm-hmm. with, because of an agenda. And look at the, the lives that were permanently yeah. changed, destroyed, or whatever, unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. still allowing it to happen again. So we are letting the abuser. So and this is, this, I, let me go with this for a minute and then let me see if we can bring it together. So our abusers are the people that we have instilled false authority to, like our elected elites, right? Because they're making these decisions against the law and we're not fighting back enough. Um Yahoo's like uh, the liar, Anthony Fraudchi, who's uh, been telling you everything that is completely opposite of the truth since this started. So we're being abused by all of these 
all of these people, these entities, these uh, not even our employers, and they're saying you've got to get uh, the non-vaccine, otherwise you can get fired. Um, or even the churches. Churches are out there pitching it because they're all part of the problem. They're all part of They're all getting money. They're all part of this big pandemic. Um, but we're being abused. Change your church. Literally. Sorry. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. I said change the church then. Like, don't go to that church. Oh, God, no, no. But but I'm just saying it's right. coming hardcore. Not you, like from, in general. Right, it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's coming hardcore from the entire Catholic, the Vatican and the Catholic Church in general. Right. They're part of the biggest right. problem. They're the ones that are bringing over all the illegal aliens because they're getting billions of dollars to do it, and they're turning their de- mm-hmm. their churches into vaccine uh, va- or non-vaccine uh, distribution centers and saying, oh, you've got to get this. Uh, no, right. he'll know. What about religious right. exemptions? Right. We're going to talk about the uh, with Dr. Shannon Croner, um, you know, religious freedom, religious exemptions, and a, and a lot of places are saying, nah, we're not going to accept that. Uh, yeah, you kind of got to. But right. then the other recourse is I'm going to get fired from my job, and people are freaking out because, you know, that's their livelihood. I mean, you know, you've got kids, you've you got a job, and all of a sudden now you've got no job. Look at United Airlines. I mean, it is right. literally abuse. It is abuse, people, and we are allowing it to happen. That's what I'm saying. We need to take the next level of of action because just complaining about it is not enough and complying and obeying is not an option and lawsuits, you know, the people that are filing them, that's, that is, you know, that's their role, you know, like a Thomas Renz, let him do that with what they can. But otherwise that just takes too long. It's not going to, it's not going to fly. They said the the next level of abuse is just around the corner. So I think, yeah. So domestic abuse is happening to everyone in this country. Everyone is being abused. It is. And we're going to have to heal and get over the trauma and show each other grace and show each other love and kindness. You know, I think but that you is have to leave the people, abuse. That's the key. Because people right, are saying, well, what do we yeah. do? You have to leave the abuse. You have to leave the abuser. You have to stop listening to the abuser. And you have to stop, stop drinking taking, the Kool-Aid. Right. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid. You have to stop obeying to what the abuser right. says. Right. Right. And that's, that's, you know, part of that is thinking with your own common sense and your gut intuition. And if you feel like your gut intuition is off, then there's got to be somebody in your life that you trust to be your gut. Because oftentimes we're just too close to the situation to really be able to trust our gut. And I fully understand and respect. We all have a person that we're like, wow, we really trust that person. So go to that person and ask and have the discussion. And yeah. let them be your gut instinct if you if you don't trust yours, ultimately. And yeah, if you if you don't do it now, then what what are you, what are you, what are you waiting for? You got to plan it. You got to yeah, you know, in all capacities, all types of abuse, because it'll only get worse. It'll only get worse. It will not yeah. get better. No. The abuser will never stop abusing. They just know they can get away with more, and they will keep doing it, just like what's going on now in our country. It's just getting worse because they know they can get away with it. What an interesting connection we just made today. Um, Can you give your website, please, my dear? Because I got five minutes, I got a bump, and then I got my one PMer. Outofthequicksand.com. You can find me on all socials on that as well. Outofthequicksand.com. That's me. I I encourage you to check it out. She's got a book on there too. She's got a a really cool. I, I believe there's a free download that you could check out. And uh, you know, stuff. as I said, there's stuff. Yeah. there's stuff on there. Since we're all being abused, 
maybe everybody should go oh, check out her website and get that free download and then go, you know what? I didn't even think of it this way. I am being abused. I'm being abused by my governor. I'm being abused by uh, my government. I'm, uh, and that, I'm, my freedoms are being abused. My, my health is being abused unnecessarily. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go with that. Unnecessarily, good all I design. Yeah, no, there's something to it. I've got to, I'll put on my common sense creativity cap. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you so much. You're Thank doing you, great work. Me too. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for letting me on again. Have a good one, hon. You have a good weekend too. You have a good weekend too. Thanks. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's what it is. It's abuse. We're being abused. The kids are being abused. The uh, uh, American people are being abused. This complete. Domestic violence, domestic abuse, and worse. All right, it's 1256. Um, real quick, I didn't mention that if uh, we were, I briefly said the marketplace. I want you to go check out the marketplace tab. Go over there, check out some products and services. And, of course, there's MyPillow. Mr. Mike Lindell, he is the MyPillow guy. He donates 20% to vets, pets, kids, and freedom. You know, freedom is uh, something that uh, we don't have a lot left of. So go check that out. The promo code for that is HOME, H-O-M-E. You'll get up to 66% off. And, of course, all his specials with the buy one, get ones. And you got the sheets. You got the towels. You got all kinds. And they have a, they have a MyPillow shop where there's all entrepreneurs' products and that are from made in the USA. So go check that out. You go to MyPillow.com. Just make sure you use promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, or you can go on our Marketplace tab. Make sure you check out the, the, um, the uh, Take Action tab and make sure you look at all the resources that are on there. And get involved. Just it, you could start with going to follow the group. Must follow groups and people. That'll get you a great start. All of those have come on the show, so there's all episodes that you could listen to. Um, join us in the, in our communities. Follow us on the Rumble. Right. Join the newsletter. All of that. Literally on the website, you'll see it. Um, subscribe to the shows. Everything home. Go to everythinghomeaboutus.com. Everythinghomeaboutus.com. Yeah, I, everything is labeled. Um, it is 12.58. I was going to play the MTG Exposes the Swamp to just kind of give you a reminder. The, uh, the nefarious characters are right there in your backyard. You've got uh, uh, 19 senators, Republican senators, a bunch of rhinos. Uh, they have voted for that infrastructure bill that's not even an infrastructure bill 25 percent of it goes to infrastructure that's kind of like the COVID. maybe only nine percent went to the american people so not only are you got uh oh we talked about it before there is no left there is no right there is a uniparty of elected elites that have nefarious intentions to destroy this country and you and your business and all of those 13 bigs including the uh, three, four, five, and letter agencies, the CDC, the FDA, and they're coming at you hardcore. I mean, they're literally, they they have concentration camps that they are setting up in the country now. Some of the cities already have them. Those green zones, they're going to come pick up people who have not been vaccinated. Yes, this is Nazi stuff. When I say Nazi regime, Biden Nazi regime, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating on any of that. Uh it is just, it is mind-blowing, and I really, I'm just trying to hit it home. I know that everybody's busy working. They're busy with the kids. They're maybe, you know, planning a trip. All of that's not going to happen. 
if we allow them to take the next step, which, you know, it's, maybe, and that's what I said. That's what it's going to take. Maybe it's going to take them to do a nationwide lockdown for literally no reason other than to expand their agenda in order for the American people to get off their asses and actually do something, take action item with the low-hanging fruit to end this once and for all because otherwise it's going to just keep going on. And we can't allow that to happen. So that's why we're putting together Save My Freedom Movement. You can hashtag Save My Freedom. Text the word ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, to 833-261-7689. We're going to start putting that all over social media. And we are going to bring... We are going to bring in all of the people that we've had on the show. We are going to bring on influencers. We are going to outreach to all the common sense people and have them start spreading the word. We're going to come up with a real strategic plan on what can be done so we can take this country back from the nefarious demonic creatures that are making abusive decisions. Then we are living in abusive relationships and abusive an abusive world uh, unnecessarily. Businesses are going to be crippled like New York. They got the vaccine passport starts on Monday. Uh, that is um, uh, restaurants, gyms, you know, all the ones that were the extended lockdowns unnecessarily in the beginning. You want to put the nail in the coffin for New York City, just did it. Um, and then you've got uh, McDonald's. McDonald's, uh, I believe corporate said they have to get it. And you got United Airlines. You want more pilots dropping dead? You haven't heard about that in a while, huh? I wonder why. You know what I mean? I wonder why you haven't heard that in a while as to why they uh keeping that on the down low. You know, I just, like I said, everybody, I just, um I feel an obligation to bring this up during the shows because there's not a lot of people that are cluing in on how severe this is. And then we haven't even talked about the CRT, the critical race theory. And like I said, the critical race theory, as far as the schools, that's the, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That is, that is just a category based on the information that uh, I've been, been blessed to have give, been given and the conversations I'm having. So we're going to bring that out in the next week and a half to two weeks. That is going to be, you want to talk about abuse. Yeah, that is your abuse. Alrighty, let's do this. Since we've been talking about the uh, religious uh, freedoms exemptions, the, the fake COVID-19 the vaccine mandates, what a perfect segue for my next guest. So it is time for Michelle's patriotic soapbox. We've got two special guests. And first up, we're going to play the music. So can you guys uh, play the music and then we'll bring on the good doctor. This is Everything Homes special segment. Messages that matter from people you need to know about. Heroes, do-gooders, and purpose-driven patriots. Offering tips, solutions, inspiration, and entertainment. They truly are good people, doing good business and good things. Here's your host, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content. Enjoy the show. My first special guest is Dr. Shannon Croner. She's a clinical psychologist, freedom activist, and founder of the nonprofit organization Freedom of Religion United Solutions. That's for us. 
Dr. Croner has spent the last two years building an interfaith coalition of religious leaders who are uniting to protect religious freedom and religious vaccine exemptions. Couldn't have a more appropriate guest in a topic. Audience, big round of applause for a passionate patriot and dedicated defender of your God-given rights. Dr. Shannon Croner, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. I mean, you are uh, you're a hot commodity, my dear, because what you've been putting together, it's almost like, did God tell you, hey, you need to do this because in about a year to 18 months, people are really going to need what you've put together? Because who Honestly, would have thought? that's actually what happened. That's kind of what I was that thinking really when is. I was reading about you yesterday a little bit more. I did a little deep diving, and I'm like, I wonder what it was that made her do this. So share that story, would you? Well, so I'm in California where we have the strictest vaccine laws in the nation. And so I started this fight back in 2015 with SB 277 when they took away our um, religious and personal belief exemptions from our children in order they had to be vaccinated in order to go to school. So I started the fight back then, um, and then in 2019, they took away our medical exemptions with SB 276, and on the day, I was up in Sacramento that day fighting against that bill, and I actually met, you know, uh, Governor Newsom, and I had a scientist on the phone waiting to speak with him. And when I met Newsom, uh, he refused to speak to the scientist who was going to tell him why this is a really bad bill to take away our medical freedom. And um, and so he refused to take that phone call. And when that happened, I had this aha moment where I needed to take this fight to a much bigger level. So I wanted to take it federally. And then, you know, even higher than that was with God. And I knew that I had to unite all these different religious forces um, because I need to protect our religious freedom. And so uh, I got this idea to create a coalition of all these different faith leaders. So I work with pastors, priests, rabbis, imams, Buddhist monks, and they are all for the, the faith leaders that I work with are all for the religious freedom of vaccine choice. So when this all happened, were you uh, the type of person that was very into your faith, where you practiced it, you read the Bible, you went to church? Were you that type of a person? I'm I'm not. I, I've never been a very religious person. Um, I've always been very, like, welcoming of all religions. And I've always had an interest, actually, in all different religions. So I've actually have studied Christianity. I've studied Judaism. I've studied Buddhism. Uh, just throughout my life. And so um, I think I was, you know, chosen to be this this person to be so accepting of all these different religions and be able to reach out to all these different faith leaders. Um, you know, despite all their religious differences, they have, I've been able to bring together these different faiths on this one topic. And that's kind of where where I was going with why I asked that, because a lot of the times we're, we're encouraging people on, on our, on our platform and our show to actually, you know, get back, get back in touch with God. You know, I got to get your God on guys, because um, 
uh, we've veered off of that track. I've done it for, for years um, because they've tried to remove that whole avenue in that, that, that whole relationship from, from, uh, our, from our personal lives because society has been doing that. That's, that's part of their indoctrination. They don't want us to have God in our worlds because that's a good thing and they are nefarious and evil and demonic. So then they, they don't want you to, they don't want you to have any confidence or faith or, or relationship with God. Um, but in your situation, I mean, you weren't like going to church every, every day, but you, you, you were open to receive kind of this message in this word to start this organization because you kind of knew what was coming. Did you think it was going to be this drastic of where we are right now? You know, I really, I did not know. I mean, I've always known that, that adult mandates were coming. I've always said that. I, um, during SB 277 in 2015, once that passed, I led L.A. County with the SB 277 referendum uh, to try and reverse that bill. And uh, one of the things I said all the time back then to help people get to get signatures was that if you don't sign this, adult mandates are coming. So I knew that back in 2015, and I always said that, you know, at some point they're going to mandate vaccines in order to travel. And and here we are. It's hard to believe that it's happening as fast as, it's, as it is. Um, but I, I can't say that I didn't know that it was coming. I just didn't know it would happen so quickly. Um, and then when I started this organization, it was in 2019, you know, pre-COVID. And once COVID happened, it, it was really interesting. In 2019, I was really kind of trying to find these faith leaders who were for vaccine choice. And it was much more difficult then than it is now. Now I get phone calls every week from pastors, from rabbis, from priests. I okay. mean, my phone and my email have just blown up because people are now seeing that their freedoms are being taken away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially when the churches closed and so many um, pastors wanted to keep their churches open. Well, I won't say so many, but there were some brave few that wanted right. to keep their churches open. I was able to reach out to them or they reached out to me. Um, but now even more so, uh, we are seeing so many businesses and schools, you know, creating these mandates. And really, it's illegal. What they're doing is mm-hmm. it's totally, it's illegal. Uh, there are no, so like even right now here in Los Angeles, I'm getting a lot of phone calls from private Jewish schools that are mandating the vaccine for their teens, for their, you know, 12 and up students. And what they're doing, is, it's illegal. There, There is no law in California that has a mandate for the COVID vaccine, and yet they're mandating these children to get the COVID vaccine. And so, um, you know, my my phone, my email, it's just, I, I can't even keep up with how many parents and faith leaders are reaching out to me for help. And and so, you know, I've been able to create these exemptions. I've worked with my legal team. We have exemptions for employees who are being mandated by their employer. We have exemptions for college students who are being mandated to get the COVID vaccine by their college. And now we just actually, just this week, we put um, an exemption on our website for the private school students uh, so that they don't have to 
take this. I don't think any child should be taking the COVID vaccine. Oh, God, no. And it, it's not even a vaccine. It's an experimental bioweapon that literally it is a will, uh, it will kill exactly people. It's, it's, it, will, it, it has spike proteins and months, all kinds of other nefarious ingredients that uh, literally will kill you. And that is from all of the, the doctors who know what they're talking about that are telling the facts that it's just a matter of not if, when, and it, and it eats your immune system. Uh, and there's multiple cardiac issues that go with that. And a lot of it, eat, it literally eats part of your brain. And, uh, it, you know, they figured uh, between one and, and three years or six months and three years, if you've taken this, you most likely won't die. And that's, uh, that's just very that, it is what it is. It's fact. And, and people don't want to believe it. Well, then I didn't go take it. I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it, it, there's enough information research from the real people, you know, like the disinformation dozen, the doctors that are actually are telling the truth. Those are the ones right. that, uh, those are the ones you listen to, you know, like when um, <laughs> Dr. Shannon, you're going to get censored at some point. So then, um, then you oh, say, you know what? And that, but that's who the people you listen to. You listen to the ones that they fact check and say uh, that, that it was not true or fake, or if a warning sign comes up, or if they've been kicked off, or if they're, uh, you know, been sued. Um, those are the ones that are telling you the truth, everybody. And um, or here's here's the question about like. Um, you know, we, we know that all of this steps against the Constitution. It's actually a violation of the Nuremberg Code, which, okay, for people that aren't familiar, that's called, like, that, that's Nazis, right, where they, they experimented on human beings, and that was never supposed to happen again. And it's actually against um, the vaccines, masks, and PCR tests are considered experimental use protocol under the Emergency Use Authorization Act, and they can't be mandated. That's actually in the Emergency Use Authorization Act, and that was from, uh, from the attorneys over at America's Legal Eagles, America's Frontline Doctors, Legal Eagles. Um, here's the, the conversation I had yesterday with a friend of mine. Uh, some of these places are not even acknowledging the religi- religious exemption, and they're saying, no, we're not going to take it. Or they're requiring you to provide so much information that um, it's discouraging people, or they're even, like, checking, like, quizzing you as to, well, okay, what church do you go to, and what was the sermon about um, three weeks ago? I mean, it's getting that out of control. Are you getting any of that kind of feedback? And what are people supposed to do once they run into those obstacles? So here's the thing. You know, if someone claims that it is against their religious belief to get this vaccine, and we have a list, we have a whole section on our website under, it says, uh, religious concerns, where people can read about the different religious concerns for specific um, religion. So like, for instance, someone who's Jewish can find out why there are rabbis who oppose the vaccine. And someone who's Christian can find the different biblical texts on why one would oppose a vaccine. And so um, what I say, and it, it's in our exemptions as well, is that, you know, if the exemption is denied by an employer or a college, it's actually a violation of the Civil Rights Act. Uh, you are not, no one is supposed to discriminate against someone's religious beliefs. I mean, we have our Constitution. First Amendment is religious freedom. It is our first freedom is religious freedom. And if someone is saying that this vaccine, taking this vaccine goes against the religious freedom and that is not accepted by their employer or by their college, they can sue the pants off of them because that is, religious discrimination it is a violation of our civil rights act 
So discrimination. But here's the, here's the, you know, we've got pros and cons. So like they got us between a rock and a hard place with this, right? So we know it's violating every possible law that exists, the constitution. And then you've got, now that they've denied it, and then it's uh, religious discrimination, we can sue them, but now you still got fired from the job or the kid can't go to school and they are wanting you to then cave in and say, well, fine, I'll just do it. I'll just take it because that's why they're, do- they're, they're giving so much pushback so that you, yeah. uh, you just cave in and say, all right, fine, I'll obey. I'll obey you and I will take this down vaccine that will kill me. Um, so that, that is, you know, that's the, the struggle that I'm sure people have con- expressed concern from you or with you. But that's almost like at that point, what's more important, your health, your life, or, you know, you got your job or your kids going to school. Right. And, and I get it because, you know, what if you, you, now you have no job, right? And then everyone's like, oh, we'll just find another one. Well, it's not that necessarily easy. Well, there's so many jobs available. Yeah, but that's not necessarily how it works in the real world. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, now actually some of these job search websites are now requiring that people be vaccinated in order to even apply for a job. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. If you look on oh, these, the, job, the, the big job search websites, under um, the requirements to apply for, for the job, it says must be. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, so while, everyone, while all these places are, like, in search of good help right now because, you know, so many people are be getting their, their checks from the government, you know, so all these businesses, they are in desperate need of employees. Then they put this requirement saying, well, you must be vaccinated. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing, too. I mean, people need to take some personal responsibility here from the aspect of we can't just sit back and do nothing. And even if you're at an, an employer that doesn't require it, if you're lucky enough to be in a school that doesn't require it or your kids are in a school, that doesn't exempt you or your church is actually not requiring it or they, they, you've got to, you happen to find a good one. Um, that doesn't exempt you from doing the sitting on the sidelines because, you know, it's, it's, this, is, <laughs> this is appropriate for what this, this uh, portion of this conversation, because, you know, if, if we don't all stick together here for the ones who believe that what's going on is just is mind blowing that it's even happening and it's taking away all of our rights and our freedoms, it's medical tyranny. I mean, it is literally abuse. It is abuse by, um, as we were talking with the last guest, it, it, it is abuse in every, in every layer possible. Um, but you need to participate and fight back too. Just because it's not happening to you doesn't mean in a week or two it's not you're not going to be affected. You know, it's, I'm going to read the quote and then I want you to comment on it because I'm sure you get this type of conversation a lot where people are like, oh, I don't have to worry about it right now, and they they forget the right now part. So first they for came for first. the socialists, and then yeah. So first they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. And then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. So, yeah, powerful quote. I mean, that's exactly right. Everybody, like, regardless of whether someone gets vaccinated or not, gets, doesn't get vaccinated, everyone does need to band together. And mm-hmm. because this is... 
really it's not about the vaccine. It is about our freedom. It is about an infringement on our freedom by our corrupt government officials. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is exactly and, right. And I'll tell you, the more, the more freedoms they take from us, it, 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 once the freedom is gone, it is much harder to get it back. So we really, everybody does need to be standing up for each other right now uh, without judgment. And, and, you know, it's, it's really crazy how it's gone to this point of like, you know, my body, my choice doesn't, it doesn't apply to this for some reason. Right. Uh, How's that exempt? I've never seen people want, want their government to have control over their bodies or their children's bodies. It's crazy to me. So would you say that, because you're in, you're in uh, Southern California, you're in the heart of uh, liberal lunacy, right? Um, from every side. So are, you know, people were excited to put their masks back on and they were just lining, lining up to get the uh, non-vaccine injected into their bodies. Is that kind of what's going on on the ground there? Oh, it's really crazy here in LA. I'm in Los Angeles. It is insanity. I actually, I drive, literally, I'll drive 15 minutes just to Ventura County where there are no mask mandates just to go to like Target or something um, or just to go get lunch that I don't have to put on a mask or anything like that. So uh, I can't deal with Los Angeles is just, it's insane. Um, It is so overreaching right now. Our, um, our County just voted a few days ago to make it mandatory to have like vaccine passports in order to enter businesses. Oh, so you're the next New York. Okay. We are. Yep. That's what's coming. And and it, they already voted. So they all voted majority yes. And now they're taking like a 14-day window to do the research. Mm. Which I don't even understand what Sounds that fishy. is about. What kind of research are they Sounds doing fishy. in 14 days? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Thumbs up. going to pass where you know, Los Angeles businesses are going to have to require a, a vaccine passport of some kind just to enter the business to go into, you know, if you want to go into a restaurant, you're going to have to show a vaccine card. I mean, this is, this is Nazi Germany. Oh, or, yeah. You know, we should yeah. have to wear stars because that's what it's coming down to. Yeah, no, it, it really is. So um, I, I, there's something about that 14 days. That's uh, because somebody, the other, there was another city that mentioned the 14 days. So there's something about that. But here's the thing, though. So they, um, so they pass this. It's not a law, right? It's not a law. It's, is it an ordinance, which is not law? Is it, is it, because uh, they, what, is, what do they call it? Yeah, it will be an ordinance. It's not going to be, it's not a law. So it's not enforceable. It's, I mean, well, right? the good thing is that we have sheriffs on our side. Uh, a lot of these sheriffs are stepping up and saying they're not going to enforce any of this nonsense. Good. So, you know, that's the good thing. However, what's what's going to happen is that businesses that do believe that their customers should be vaccinated in order to enter are going to require that. And, I mean, they're going to lose a lot of business if that's what they want to do. I don't know why anyone would – segregate their uh, customers. That sounds, especially coming out of a pandemic where all of Los Angeles has been closed for the last like year and a half. We just recently opened and now they're going to tell customers that they can't come in. It's, it's lunacy. 
Yeah, I don't I don't see how that's not against even more civil rights acts where you're discrim- you've got discrimination, you've got segregation, you've got a form of abuse, you've got it's it's like you've got you know, the white bathroom, the black bathroom. I thought that we we that's passed exactly that a right. long time ago and now it is the unvaxxed and the vax. So you've got your common sense people versus your idiots. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> It's almost, it's almost that bad, but at least you've got a, a sheriff that's in there. We did a, I did an episode on Monday, which is episode 242, everybody with Sheriff Mack. And we just, I laid it on the line with him right from the beginning because uh, we were talking about the border and even the, uh, the vaccines and the masks and the mandates. And I said, does, does the sheriff have the right or the, the, the right by the constitution to shut the border like immediately down? He said, yes, 100%. And and to uh, basically say no on all of this uh, school mandates and, and vaccination mandates, he says, yes, it's actually their duty to enforce the uh, Constitution and protect the people because they answer to the people, not to the elected elites. And um, the sheriffs at this point need to step up to the plate uh, like big time because literally they're the ones. They're our only hope. It's like Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're our only hope, the sheriffs are our only hope um, in order to not be, um, not be forced to do this. Um, so what, what advice do you have for people? Do they, do they get the forms ready now just because it's a matter of time? Do they wait? I mean, oh, one other question. Somebody had told me that they went to the hospital to – like the like the, the their kid had like an injury maybe it was like like broken arm something you know like the kids do and then when they got to the hospital they were like oh you're not vaccinated so we can't treat yep. you so i think that's what i'm i'm trying to get people to realize that it might not be happening in the situation you're currently standing in but the next step of something that you're going to do in life you're going to need that exemption and they're already talking about if you're crossing state lines that they might even start implementing that for the travel portion. So what is your advice and how do you want that people to be prepared? Recently, that just recently happened with the hospitals. Uh, something, it happened like about a week ago where I know local hospitals to me will not allow people to enter to visit their loved ones if they are not vaccinated. And that to me is terrifying. Um, because, you know, if a family member is injured or something, an illness, I want to be able to go and, and visit family or my children or whatever if something happened. I, that's, it's just that's crazy to me that pe- people can be denied. Uh, what about visitors. care? Can they be denied care? care? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. that's all. It's all How is that even legal? coming. I, it What's doesn't that? even make sense to me that it's. We, I, none of it is legal. None of what is right. happening is legal. There are no there are no mandate laws for this COVID vaccine that have passed yet, or even for the mask. There really aren't. There's no laws in place. Nobody's really. There aren't. You know, um, the legislature has not voted to mandate the COVID vaccine. So all these businesses and schools and and everybody is really good. They're kind of taking it into their own hands. And personally, I believe that those that are doing it are being paid off by oh, some totally. big totally. or big pharma or however that's yeah. happening, because I don't see why anybody would really want to do that. Um, 
and and discriminate against others. That's just so so crazy. But you'd ask me, you know, what do people need to do? Um, one, they need to people need to be brave. They need to start speaking out and speaking mm-hmm. up against the it that needs to happen. If people like one of the things I've been saying to people is I like I know a lot of people are creating fake vaccine cards or using fake vaccine cards and stuff like that. And that's only going to take away more rights. You know, people need to stand up against the tyranny instead of comply with it. Mm-hmm. And so um, we need, people just need to be brave. They need to be brave. They need to talk to their neighbors about why exactly what your quote has said is that eventually it will be them. If they don't think it's them now, eventually it will be them. And so people just, they need to stand up for their freedom. Uh, I know there, I don't know if you saw this, but just a couple of days ago, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he said Ugh. something like, screw your freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, we can't, we can't live thinking screw your freedom. That's like all we have is our freedom. Our constitution was put in place to uphold our freedoms and our liberties and, and, and not only that, but our God-given freedom. And so mm-hmm. we need to, before all of that is taken away, uh, we need to stand up. We need to fight back. And um, and regarding the religious exemptions, I think that people need to get those in place um, because more and more of this is coming. And, you know, we need to use our use our Constitution the way it was meant to be used. Yeah, get them in place now so they can go to the website. Does it, does it have to get notarized? I think that I see something about that, so that it's actually so, an extra yeah, step. So, yeah, there is an extra step, and, and it's it's a little bit unusual for um, an exemption. However, I have found that the notary is what solidifies the exemption. It's what Ooh. makes it really difficult to for a business, for an employer or a college to decline because notaries, are you know they're from the state and so when you have a state official sign and stamp your exemption it's it's really hard to to say no to that and so that notary signature uh makes it a lot more binding it makes it a lot a lot more official so does it become like an official document at that point legally or it just looks like it like everything else it just it looks like it it's an, it becomes more of an official document because you've had it you've had it stamped by the state, and um, and which you know a lot of a lot of people don't take that extra step because they're getting just like a, a letter from a faith leader or they're writing their own religious exemption. Uh, with our religious exemptions, because we have the little portion at the bottom to get it notarized, it just it it makes it it solidifies that you've had a witness, that there's a witness to it, and mm-hmm. that stamp is what mm-hmm. is really important, the stamp and the signature from the notary. And then it's yeah, documented. It's, it's documented somewhere. Right. It's because uh, you're, you're signing their book to show that they, they verified who you were. So exactly. any, anything that you can do, anything you can do to get it to be approved, which the fact that we're having to beg uh, somebody to – allow us to work for them or go put our kids in the school, but school's even worse because you're paying for it. 
I'm paying for it, and I don't even have kids. And then you're telling me these kids have to get the, well, the vaccine is coming, but the mask and all that, and, and, and we're paying for that as as a, yeah. as a group. It's crazy. And then, it is. It is. Give your website, and then is there anything else? Because I know you said you've you, you, you got a couple more minutes just to, to, to share any other advice, because I know you said about a half an hour. Yeah, so, um, well, the website, it's forunitedsolutions.org. That's F-O-R, unitedsolutions.org. Um, you know, F-O-R stands for Freedom of Religion. And uh, the website is Freedom of Religion United Solutions, which the acronym is for us. And so forunitedsolutions.org, uh, we are a nonprofit 501c3. So we just ask that if anyone is going to um, use our exemptions that, uh, to make a donation, donations are tax deductible. We, um, most of our funds that we get, most of the donations that we get really go into uh, legal fees to getting these exemptions written and um, and then I do a lot of travel around the country educating others on how to protect their, their freedoms and to um, what bioweapon really is and why people should not be taking it. Yeah, you're a great organization to support. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list all of your information on our exemptions, our COVID tab, which has an exemptions page. So that way people have the resources on where to go. So we will add that. We'll add you as one of our oh, platinum know, partners because that way people can find you. Thing. Yeah, go ahead, say it. Say it. Um, is that if any of your listeners are faith leaders that that you know their feelings regarding this align with our um, our mission, I would love for them to reach out to me. Um, you know, I would love if any of your listeners are pastors or priests or rabbis, imams, monks whatever their faith is, if they um, are a faith leader, such as, you know, within a church or a temple, um, I really would love for them to reach out to me because we are building this coalition. We're adding new uh, faith leaders to the coalition weekly. And really what I am building is this faith army. I look at it as a faith army. These are the people who are going to protect your religious freedom. And I want this to be this huge faith army of all these different faiths so that we are so large that we are unstoppable. And so, um, yeah, I definitely I have a call out for people of all faiths that, you know, whether they're a pastor or a minister, a reverend, a rabbi, whatever it is, to please get in touch with me. And, um, and they can, can email us at um, info at forunitedsolutions.org. That is great. I'm going to do and add that to the website so that people know that it's there. I'm going to put I'm going to put a section about faith leaders and pastors of people that we've had on the show are ones that they can tune into because those are the ones that are keeping their churches open that did or they're they're the brave ones that you mentioned that are that are speaking out about this so people can find them. And then I've had a, quite a few guests that be, that are our partners that are faith leaders. So I'm just going to take the initiative, um, Dr. Shannon, and just do an, uh, a group email so that you, uh, I'll introduce them all to you, and then hopefully they will get on board I if you don't already that. note them. So we'll just load, and every time I have one, I'm just going to shoot you an email, and I'm just going to put them on it, and I'm not even going to tell them. I'll be like, boom, this is what you what you need to do because you're all on the same page. So we'll just, That'd um, be amazing. We'll just, 
Yeah, we'll so just much. we'll just keep supporting you guys um, as best as we can. Like I said, I'm going to add you to the COVID tab, so then that way people, when they need to have the exemptions for the mask, the test, the religious exemptions, all of it is there. So you'll click on a big graphic that'll have you the information, and Dr. Shannon's pretty photo will be on there, so you can click on that. It'll get you over to her page, and we're going to include you in our Take Action Toolkit which is going to encourage people to get their back, their uh, religious exemptions done now with the notary. I love that notary. That makes it oh so official. And then um, yeah. I'm going to reach out to you because I want to involve you with our Save Our Freedom movement. I figure we all need to be strategic about what our next steps are because we can bring all together as a group. And if it takes, you know, to put together a rally in uh, in each state or something, then that needs to happen because there's, it's only going to get worse. And uh, you agree with that, right? Yeah. And we can't let that happen. I'm just wondering how much worse it could possibly get, but yeah, uh, I only see it getting worse, which is, you know, it's pretty scary to think that it could actually get worse than what it is already. Oh yeah. I think it'll be a, a nationwide lockdown, which is the dumbest thing because it was dumb the first time we did it, but this one is, is for other nefarious reasons. And then um, maybe at that point, there'll be enough people that are angry enough to to do that action as opposed to just complaining or complying. Because I think we are living in a purgatory where we are not pushed enough yet. There's not enough of us that have been inconvenienced or we don't think that our freedoms have been violated yet. And that's not, we need to be further along than that. So uh, I agree. I keep saying yeah. I keep saying that, you know, we'll have, we have to go through the darkness before we can get to the light. And unfortunately, I think that people do need to push through this point, this breaking point where they say enough is enough. Yeah, so I'm not there hoping yet. That, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping that the last lockdown was so inconveniencing to people that the next lockdown that comes, more and more people will say enough is enough. This is we're, we're done with this, and we're and we're going to fight back. So, the, the yeah. more that they push, this is something I have found over the years in California is the more mandates that they push because we've had several vaccine mandates, you know, starting in 2015. So, the more that the government pushes, the larger our army of awake people become mm-hmm. and the, the the harder the government pushes the more that people push back so um you know i really i'm hoping that people have just had it at this point and so that the next wave of lockdowns and mandates and and things that are coming is just the the tipping point for people yeah that would be the the icing on the cake the uh the uh, tips them right over but I think uh, so we need to have that prepared so when that does happen then we already have well, then people go well now what well click right here this is what you're going to do and here's the plan and here's the date and here's what we're going to do and by the way here's your uh, religious exemption form that go uh, fill it out and go get it notarized because you're going to need it tomorrow see what I mean that's what people have to do it's almost it's like a, a first aid kit a proactive first aid kit that we uh that we need to do here. But anyway, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's abuse. We were, it's domestic abuse uh, at its worst form delivered by our elected elite and uh, the nefarious characters. Um, but we're allowing it to happen. Like literally we're getting beaten 
and we're saying, oh, it's cool. It doesn't hurt that bad. But he, look, he gave me a lollipop, so then I guess it's okay. I don't know. I just uh, right. I, That's just, true. I it's a really good analogy. It really is yeah. a good analogy. Well, people uh, are getting free. So yeah, <laughs> and it's okay. It's, it's like the abusive relationship. The husband, you know, beats the wife, and then the next day he buys her an ice bracelet, and she forgets that uh, you know she's got to wear a concealer for two weeks to cover up the bruises. You know, yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's what's happening here because, uh, but it's even happening. Oh, I don't know. I can go on and on. You you got things to do. You got to go. Uh, you got to go <laughs> recruit more uh, religious faith leaders and answer all those questions from people. So just tell them. Listen, tell, you know what you do? Just tell them. Say, hey, click. Listen to this episode, and then you won't have to repeat yourself with what they need to do for the action. That way, I'll cut down on your your phone calls, so you can go help more people. That's a great idea. Yeah, I just say, that. hey, that's really click, very smart. Click here. <laughs> yeah, you, you ever you gave everything during this. I'll uh, I put I'll put it in a special segment, and I'll re. I'll air it next Wednesday and I'll send it to you. So then if you just want to put it on the website and just say, click here, you got a question, click here. It's all here. And then, you know, call. You know, otherwise the, the only other emergency you would have at that point is if they needed to call 911, but that's another, that's a whole nother show, Dr. Shannon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. oh my goodness. So I would love to have you come back on when we have time. Um, so we'll, we'll coordinate that, but I'm going to send you the, the faith leaders. I'm going to introduce you to those guys. I'm going to add all your stuff to our website, and then I'm going to send you the information on what we're doing with Save My Freedom Movement, because we're going to bring everybody together and, and uh, pick out our lowest hanging fruit to end this, to end this. That's what we got to do. So give the website one more time, would you? It's forunitedsolutions.org. So forunitedsolutions.org. That's F-O-R, unitedsolutions.org. And we're going to add that to our COVID facts tab. And we're going to add that to our take action tab. So you will find the information, the big banner, the pretty photo of Dr. Shannon Croner on there. So you can get your religious exemptions. So thank you so much, Dr. Shannon Croner, for what you're doing. And uh, I'm glad you listened to God when he told you what to do two years ago. Oh, definitely. Thank you so much for having me on today. You're welcome. Go enjoy your weekend in, uh, in Ventura County where you are going to target to stay away from the mask <laughs> Nazis. And everybody, don't be a mask hole. Don't be a mask hole or a mask Nazi because Dr. Dr. Shannon will not come to your store or place of business restaurant. So, yeah, we don't want to do that. Okay. Thanks, my friend. Have Thank a good weekend. Great weekend. You're welcome. You too. Bye. Oh, we were a little long there. Oh, my God, it's 142. Ah, Dr. Paul, I'm so sorry. I took my eye off the clock. All right, my next guest, I'm jumping right into it. I'm surprised he didn't send me a nasty text saying, Michelle, dude, what are you doing? My next guest is Dr. Paul Cottrell. He has a PhD in finance. This guy's smart. And he's currently doing research in autoimmune disease treatment for a master's degree at Harvard University. See, I told you he's smart. And he's also a second-year medical student. He's like, you know, the attorney, the lawyer, the doctor, and there's just one person standing there. He's a pioneer in revealing the agenda of the fake COVID-19 political propaganda pandemic, the Great Reset, the global cabal, and many other conspiracy theories, which are actually factual and the truth. Be nice to be vindicated, huh? This guy is, uh, his day has come where now people could say, oh my God, I should have listened to him back then. Audience, a big round of applause for a truth bombing science following freedom fighter. (laughs) 
Dr. Paul, welcome, and thank you for your patience. I, I took my eye off the clock. I'm sorry about that. No problem. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So, uh, as I said, it's almost like um, your vindication days have come. I mean, you've been talking about everything that's been going on and then some for years. And um, Yeah, it was... Yeah, it, it was about a year and a half. It was more than a year and a half ago when I actually did my first video about SARS-CoV-2. And, and at that time, it wasn't even called SARS-CoV-2. It was just the Wuhan virus. And then it went through different nomenclatures. But um, yeah, it's been a journey. But it's not so much about me being vindicated. It's more about conversations like you just had. And what do we do as a society to shine a light on the weapons program in the United States, the, um, the technology transfer of the CCP, and stopping the forced vaccine program and the forced vaccine passport agenda. You know, we as a people need to really start galvanizing and, and, and push back. So it's really not being vindicated. I mean, we're, I, I, I've told many people uh, as I've interviewed uh, throughout my, you know, 1,500 videos of this stuff. Um, we're only halfway in this. This mm. is, we're not near the end. We're only halfway. Um, and there, we need to, we need to galvanize. And I feel as though we are behind the eight ball. We, we're the, the, the ones that have orchestrated this definitely have organizational inertia and we need to reverse reverse that and, and, and get the upper hand. So do you want to um, – I mention this on the show a lot about the nefarious characters, the, the fact that it, it, there's an agenda. This is all, you know, is it basically COVID-19 doesn't exist. It's not a sample on the planet. And they proved that in the lawsuit that was up in Alberta, not to mention all of these, you know, uh, FOIA requests have come through 40 different countries and institutions. Mm-hmm. They cannot provide it. So and the CDC and the FDA actually admitted that on their website that they made it when um, – they saw this little virus going well, around because yeah. they needed to take it to the next level. So um, can you talk about the nefarious characters and the agenda? Oh, so it comes from somebody yeah. else besides me talking about other people that I've had on the show or the shows right. that they've watched. Right. It's, it's hard to boil it all down in a half an hour segment, Michelle, but the, the, you know, yeah, but you know, the thing is, is that they're, they're, there definitely was a, a paper that was published in 2008 by Batwoman, that's Dr. Xi, that showed proof of concept of using a pseudovirus HIV with a chimera plasmid in stem cells. She was able to jump to ACE2, human ACE2 receptor. Her collaboration thereafter went to Barrick, who works at Chapel Hill, and, and uh, Fort Detrick, and they did further development through cell passage and through animal passage to fine-tune what we now call SARS-CoV-2. At the same time, at the same time, in 2008 to 2013, Fauci was funding that research and funding research with Dr. Barrick and Dr. Sims. And they were developing coronavirus uh, coronavirus vaccine vectors that 
are for influenza and HIV. There is a there is a overt and covert operation that's going on with this over the years. The overt operation is the funding from Fauci and his department to either Barrick's laboratories, the other 10 laboratories that the United States deals with, or through conduits, through EcoHealth Alliance, who, you know, the famous character from that place is Peter Daszak. Mm-hmm. Peter Daszak's on the record of stating on C-SPAN in 2016 that they were modifying beta coronaviruses for gain of function. That's a quote, right? <laughs> and that was caught on C-SPAN. Now, mm-hmm. um, be, be, go to 2009 where he's being interviewed at a conference by, you know, by one of his virology friends. And he's talking about what was going on with gain of function research for, for beta coronaviruses. The bottom line is this, there's an overt and covert operations for this research. The overt was going through the funding mechanism through Fauci. The covert was the funding mechanism through the DOD, the Department of Defense. And what they were doing, and I don't know if you've heard this, I've been stating this with with, with, uh, Dr. Malone. I just had a two and a half hour great show with Dr. Malone. He's the one of the inventors of the messenger RNA platform mm-hmm. um, and a big, you know, a, a big sounding board of saying, Hey, we need to be careful about antibody dependent enhancement. But um, you know, we have, we have uh, a, a, a virus that SARS-CoV-2, which is the three cocktail. That's what's out there right now. That's what was released. It was re- probably released at not just from Wuhan, the, the Wuhan facility, the P4. It was probably released at a couple other places because before all these alpha, beta, gamma, delta, lambda, iotas, yeah, <laughs> they, they, there, was, there, there was viruses that were out there. There were, they were called ABC before the D614G mutation. Once the D64G mutation happened, then we had all these, these variants. So there, there seems to be some evidence to suggest there were multiple lab leaks at roughly around the same time. So with all that said, the bottom line is this. The, with my discussion with Malone yesterday and on some, some other broadcasts that I've done, the bottom line is this. We have a weapon system in the United States. That weapon system is what I call the three cocktail and the five cocktail. The three cocktail is SARS-CoV-2. That's what we are seeing right now in, in the clinical presentation and what's going on with, you know, what, what's going on with that. It is a beta coronavirus that's supercharged to be able to infect the pulmonary system. The reason why Dr. Xi's research was so important was because it was proof of concept that HIV homology is needed to, to improve the affinity to the human ACE2 receptor. And through further development, they built a five cocktail. Barrick's laboratory has an, HI, an, an influenza H protein and a fully functional glycoprotein 120 and glycoprotein 1, 
uh, um, I'm sorry, glycoprotein 120 with glycoprotein 41, fully functional, that's HIV. That's, that's the, the main spike on HIV-1. That means that the DOD has a direct connection to your ACE2 receptor, has a direct connection to, to the receptor for influenza, and a direct connection to a C, the CD4 positive T cells. So you cannot aerosolize HIV. The whole reason why this was happening, the whole reason was is that they wanted to weaponize HIV, HIV-1. And so what they, to do that, they do kind of like a modified version of HIV. HIV-1 can only be transmitted through, through uh, fluid transmission, right? It's not, it can't be aerosolized. Beta coronaviruses can be aerosolized. They can dry up and they're, they're uh, uh, five nanometers. So they can, they can float around through Brownian motion, all right? So what they, what they have now is a weapon system that they can use to drop in the battlefield, infect your drop, let's say, in an urban setting that, you, that the military wants to take. Instead of having the attrition that we were seeing in an Iraq and an Afghanistan, drop the, drop the weapon, have them get infected, wait 21 days or so, all right, and then your soldiers go in that have been inoculated with the nanoferritin, with whatever the cocktail that they have. You, you mix the nanoferritin with that particular spike. If it's just SARS-CoV-2, then you would just use the spike protein. If it's SARS-CoV-2 with H protein, then you would give them uh, a nanoferritin for both of those spikes. But there is a five cocktail where you would be able to drop in the battlefield, you would have an acute infection, and then you, you, over time, would show um, AIDS-like syndrome years later, maybe five or six years later. This is an, there is an analog to this. The chemical weapons that were dumped in South Vietnam, there are individuals that are still getting, females, that are, are getting either thyroid cancers or, or ovarian cancers from the chemical agents that they were dropping down on South Vietnam in the, the 60s and the early 70s. So I think what was going on personally is, is that she, Dr. Shi went dark with publishing after her paper when she was working with, with Sims, and, and not Sims, but with Barrick. And as Barrick and Sims were developing the antidote for the five cocktail, um, Bar- Barrick and Dr. Shi, Batwoman, uh, were thoroughly doing cell cell selection and and, and um, animal passage to improve the what we call SARS-CoV-2. Now she goes, Dr. She pops up with Barrick in a publication in 2015 about MERS. MERS is the Middle Eastern virus that's kind of like the close cousin to SARS. SARS is primarily kind of pretty much an Asian virus. So there's a Middle Eastern version of this from camels. Well, they were suggesting that MERS outbreak is, is highly suspect, and, you know, and uh, we're going, they're going to – they're, they're, they were informing the community, the scientific community, watch out for the outbreak in, in, in MERS. Now, 
We need to go back. What was going on geopolitically during that 2011, 2013, 2014, 2015? And that was that we were having problems in the Middle East, especially in Syria. Let's say Syria, the red line. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I believe that the DOD wanted to have a, a capability of dropping an AIDS-like uh, virus in that urban setting and, and clean it out. And I think yeah, that's, but- that's, the big, that's, the big, that's the big, you know, elephant in the room. It's shining a light on a runaway uh, defense department from the United States. So like Steve Bannon on his show, you know, Pandemic War Room, he's constantly yeah. saying CCP virus. Same thing on uh, NTD. They're always saying they're always saying CCP virus. It is a CCP oh, we did it. virus. And it and, and it was and it was and it and the proof of concept did start from Dr. Sheev's research in 2008. The funding came from the EU, the funding came from Wuhan, the funding came from Australia. Now, there is some thought that maybe Fauci even funded her research through EcoHealth Alliance. I don't know if that's the case, but there were definitely funding after that paper, you know, after 2008 from Fauci through EcoHealth Alliance. So we, we as a community need to shine a light on the nefarious activities that are going on. So who are the key actors? The, the key players in this in this uh, in this huge uh, play that we're, we're living through. Fauci, he's mm-hmm. an HIV expert. It's been around for you know ever. He, he was actually brought brought in during the Reagan administration. I think it was in the in his second term. And and, um, and then Burks and Redfield, they were tied into HIV vaccine back time. in 1992. Yeah. yeah, and then and was, you know, so what? I mean, we got HIV. Yeah. So what, 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 wait a minute here. We have a beta coronavirus. If the scientific community keeps on, you know, the, the, not all of the scientific community, but let's say you know the ones of a quote authority, that scientific community keeps on pushing the zoonotic theory that it's all natural, just came from a bat, you know, and they're not paying attention to the actual paper you know, that Dr. Xi actually published that showed that it wasn't just from a bat. She made it in a, in a Petri dish. But, but, the, but we, have, we have these individuals that are HIV experts and not beta coronavirus experts. Why is that? That's why I keep on saying you got, you got to follow the data. And the data is pointing HIV, HIV, HIV. This is a, there's a common theme, common theme, from what I've been dealing with for the last year and a half, and that is there is an there's a, there's HIV homology in this gain of function. It's easy to say gain of function. It's kind of very like yeah, you know, so it sounds like salad dressing, right? What kind of, you know, what do you want on your salad? Oh, just gain of function. <laughs> what it is, what it is, is HIV homology. That's what it is. They had to put it there. The H and and. My my show with Dr. Malone, we really pushed on this 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 antibody dependent enhancement. So the other component to this is that Fauci keeps on pushing vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. You have to even if you got SARS-CoV-2, you have to have a vaccine, which makes zero sense because you already have the antibodies. 
but and, and most likely you have antibodies to the variant, not the template that is in the vaccine. So you probably have better antibodies if you get naturally infected. But with that said, you know, he keeps on pushing vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Now, which vaccine did he keep on pushing? Moderna, Moderna, Moderna. Well, what's Moderna? Messenger RNA. And the guy that invented the messenger RNA uh, vaccine platform, Dr. Malone, you know, he's saying, well, wait a minute here. We've, we don't have really good testing on how this is going to perform as a vaccine for beta coronaviruses. And, uh, you know, there's data to suggest that there will be an adverse reaction. Um, some of it may be somewhat benign and, and temporal. Um, and some of it could be long-lasting and chronic. Uh, VIRS is, you know, there's over 460,000 individuals that have been vaccine-armed. Where's Fauci saying that? Fauci doesn't say anything about that. No, Another thing is, is that, you know, you're right. You know, there's more than 10,000 people that have died from taking vaccines. Where's Fauci saying about that? Well, and you know, keep so in mind, I don't want to keep in mind the VAERS yeah, report, Dr. Paul. The VAERS report yeah. is one of 12, and that's the only one that people have been that's been public. So that's even uh, Thomas Renz in the America's Attorney during multiple interviews in their whistleblower. You know, there's a, there's another portal for Medicare and Medicaid that he has a whole other 45,000 deaths mm-hmm. that uh, was she was brought. You know, that's the the, the whole. Um, whistleblowers case that they're bringing forward and that's just so that's two reporting systems out of they think 11 or 12 they're not sure because they're all top secret and then again and the bears keep in mind everybody that only is about one percent reporting and uh and, and just like the last go around everybody had covid so you were dying with covid or from covid the from covid numbers were really like about a six percent of the deaths that died with is, oh, I tested positive for COVID with a fake test for a sample that doesn't exist. And then uh, I was in a motorcycle accident. Oh, you had COVID. So they're doing the same thing mm-hmm. now. So if somebody has a heart attack, they're going to say, oh, we just had a heart attack. Uh, no, it was from the vaccine because of the blood clots and, and uh, mm-hmm. whatever else was attached to it. So they're just lumping in the cat. It's like the opposite. Before it was everything COVID and now nothing is COVID or nothing is right, vaccine. Right, right. So it's just right, the right, reverse. Right, right. Well, and you John, just go, whoa. What's <laughs> exactly, unbelievable. Exactly. J- Johns Hopkins just changed their format for, for presenting the data for <laughs> the cases and the deaths and all that. So oh, now man. it's averaged. It, it's, it's, it's averaged and there's weekly. It's, it's all weekly data now. So, oh. you know, instead okay. of showing daily, yeah. so they can play yeah. around and smooth out the data now and it's, it's harder to catch them. But, um, you know, so there's a lot of stuff. You're right. You're right. You know, these reporting systems, who's watching the watcher, you know, Nobody. that's one issue with it. But here, but a bigger issue is, is that people need to realize that the narrative that we got to stick to, we have to stick to the science and we have to stick to data. Okay. I am a person that is about choice. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not a pro-vaxxer, all right? I was forced vaccinated for being in medical school. I had to take the shot, or they said oh. you're out of medical school. So, so they gave us an email. So this is an important point here, is that when we say we're vaccinated, we need to start saying we were forced vaccinated. Not vaccinated, yeah. we were forced vaccinated. You're abused. So I was you were medically vaccinated. abused. Yeah, I was, exactly. So I was forced vaccinated. And I was force faxed by my medical school. And they basically stated that if you are fully vaccinated for COVID-19, 
by August 28th, you are no longer a medical student, period. Now, they did have some exemptions for religious, and you just had an episode about that. Um, but there's some hoops that you got to go through to do that, all right? Right. Uh, yeah. Or if you have a medical condition, which far few people have that kind of situation that's in medical school. So, the, and, you know, to be, all, to be honest, if I was in my first semester of medical school and they said this, I probably wouldn't go into medical school, all right? Because I don't want to be constantly va- vaccinated. But as a medical student, I'm constantly every year getting a titer. And if the titers are showing too low of a concentration, you got to get a booster. And then on top of it, they want to, you know, give me an annual flu shot and an annual COVID-19 shot or COVID-20 or COVID-21 or COVID whatever, COVID infinity shot. So we're being force vaccinated. And we need to keep on hounding that point. It's not the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. There is this group of people, a large group, that have been pushed into you have to be vaccinated, either to stay in school or to keep your job or whatever. And we need to push back. Because what happens if you get harmed from the force facts? You have no recourse. Exactly. Because of the 1986 Act. So... So we have that issue that we got to, to address. The other is, is that by us staying with the data, okay, we can show through what was published from uh, Massachusetts in a, in, a, in a certain county in July of the Delta variant, every day in July except one day, there were more people that – tested positive with the RT-PCR that were vaccinated than unvaccinated group. On top of it, there it showed that the vaccinated group, and I discussed this with Dr. Malone, and, and, and you know, anyone that, that uh, has the time, please go to Brighteon and take a look at my interview with Dr. Malone. It's two and a half hours. It's like going into oh. a virology lecture. It goes really deep. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's not, it's not, it, it's, you know, it's, it's not just surface type stuff. We go into the molecular biology and the virology of all this stuff, but, you know, so it's, it's, but it's important to sit and listen to, and there's a lot of good information there, but um, we, we, there's this antibody dependent enhancement that seems to be taking place based on the data that came from Massachusetts. It's showing that the viral load for the ones that were vaccinated were slightly higher. All right. So what are we seeing here? We're seeing the cases that are more testing positive. The viral load is higher. All right. And we have a, a high potential of antibody dependent enhancement where the antibodies are actually helping the virus to come in for Delta. Different variants, different topologies for the spike protein. So not, you know, not all antibodies will be antibody-dependent enhancement. It just so happens that Delta seems to be the real, the, you know, the, they has, it has that, that capability. Now, it is true, we got to stick to the data. For us to win the battle of freedom of choice, we have to stick to data. It is true that ones that are vaccinated seem to fare better in terms of severity 
versus the ones that are not vaccinated. But it doesn't fit the Fauci narrative. Fauci can't go up on stage and basically say, get vaccinated to prevent severity of infection. But, oh, by the way, you vaccinated individuals and force vaccinated individuals, it is, it is highly probable that you're spreading the infection. So, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a difficult course to navigate through. But, um, you know, I am right in line with Dr. Malone that I think, this, I think the vaccines that we have right now are creating antibody-dependent enhancement with Delta, and that is the reason why we are seeing the surge. Now, what doesn't make sense in the data is why the surge of Delta or Delta Plus, you know, or back then they called it double mutant and, and triple mutant in, in India, why they had their surge with such low percentage of individuals that had a vaccine. That doesn't make sense. Not all data is going to make sense. You know, sometimes there's outliers. So, but we have, this is an ongoing development. I call it the fog of war since I've been covering SARS-CoV-2, that you, you, there's, there is data that seems to be pointing in one direction and data that, uh, another set of data that's seeming pointing in another direction, but over time, there seems to be a convergence, the consensus of what this all means. But I think at this moment in time, the data is suggesting that antibody-dependent enhancement is more than just a possibility. It is a, it is a probability. It's highly probable. And we need to have that discussion. It's not so that when they say, just take the vaccine because Fauci said so, the CDC said so, you know, brain dead Biden said so. Well, wait a minute here. Let's talk about some of the risk factors, like what's popping up in, in fears. What about the death, deaths? What about the antibody-dependent enhancement? And, oh, by the way, it's never been long-term studied. If it's turning on or off, your oncogenes. You know, I, 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 still, I still think that individuals that took the messenger RNA platform you have a risk, an unknown risk, because it's never been tested, that you're turning off your tumor suppressor genes and activating your oncogenes. Because Moderna, they, they were working with the messenger RNA platform for cancer research, for cancer therapy. So it's like, well, wait a minute. Then all of a sudden, as an afterthought, it decided to turn it into a vaccine. Well, you know what? We need long-term testing of the messenger RNA platform. That is not the case for adenovirus vectors. There's a lot of research and a lot of studies on using adenovirus vectors as a platform for vaccines. But there's always a caveat. There, there is animal studies that showed that you get the cytokine storms. Um, once you, when you give the, once you give the uh, vaccine to the animal and then present the actual virus to the animal, it ended up getting a cytokine storm, and many of the animals died. So, but we aren't seeing that in the human population because we know that individuals have been vaccinated, and the, the deaths for the vaccinated group are quite low. Um, and the deaths well, even for not the necessarily. group are quite low. It depends low. on what, de- what, what uh, data you have access to and what they're disclosing and what they're not disclosing. But if you're if you're oh, looking yeah. at That's you've true. got the VAERS one percent, and we know there's at least between eleven and twelve, and then and then of course the, 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 on one system, 
I mean, even if it's 10%, even, even if it's 10 times, even if it's one-tenth, so it's 10 times more, um, so you're talking about 100,000 deaths, approximately. From, 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 from one system so without so, being right, misreported. So and, right, and, right, and don't forget one, the VAERS yeah, is volunteer. My point here is, yeah. Well, that's true, too. I mean, there's there's probably a lot of cases that are not even documented. No, they'll say it's a heart attack the argument when it really that was, was going, the vaccine. Right. That's the thing is, yeah, is the, yeah. the amount of deaths are, are huge. It's just being covered and not a disclosed uh, by design because they don't want you to know. Like a lot of the times people will go in and they'll have symptoms of something and the doctor, because this is how doctors have just been conditioned through the medical system through the years. And I've had many a doctors on my show and they said that they, most of them don't even know. They don't uh, follow anything current. They just go with the, the normal routine of how they've been taught in medical school, just to write the script mm-hmm. and, and not even be open-minded to really diagnose what the patient's issues are. So then once they go into, somebody goes in and they actually have, they have some adverse effects that are clearly outlined in what could be things from the non-vaccine. They never blame the non-vaccine because either they're told not to because they will lose their medical license, they're being paid not to, or they're just that careless and uh, uh, and uneducated mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. diagnose whatever is the low-hanging fruit that they were indoctrinated to describe. And that is that conversation I have had with every single one of the five doctors that I well six now of my on my show, and they've all they've all agreed and they've all. Well, shared personal stories of, of, of colleagues of theirs I that can, they've encountered that I can have give that you same an type anecdote. of process. Yeah, I can Go give ahead. you an anecdotal observation, you know, just being a medical student, second year. You know, we, there was, in anatomy, when we were covering, covering, uh, we'd had a lecture on COVID, infectious diseases and stuff. And the professor, younger professor, um, was pushing the zoonotic theory. Oh, you know, it came from a bat in a cave and it just happened to, you know, fly out to, you know, it was caught and it was in a wet market and that's how it all started. You know, so there's the young crowd that's kind of pushing whatever the, do- the you know, the current scientific dogma is. Now, what I noticed in the grand rounds, we, we, were, we were kind of um, instructed by a, a professor that, practices at, at one of the hospitals and he was talking about what he was seeing in the ICUs uh, the different cohorts and the relapsing that he was seeing and I'll tell you the older ones that were actually treating the COVID-19 patients at least my observation through through the medical school was is that um, they actually were starting to question origin that there was like, wait a minute, this, this is different. This is totally different than anything that we've seen before. And so because of their wisdom, because of their, they're older and they, they've seen a lot over the decades, that their intuition starts to kick in. While the, the younger crowd, you know, you know what, they just keeps on, they keep on pushing the dogma. Um, but there is that element that if you go too far off on the limb, you may lose your license. Oh, yeah, they've been told so that. They've been threatened that from the beginning yeah. of this pan, yeah. pl- pandemic. But here, okay, so let me try to break this down. Well, I was, threat- I was threatened, but I was, I was threatened you to were. be kicked out just from what I was saying by AMA. 
AMA, yeah. Oh, because yeah, they're, what they do they're is they, evil. They, they have all this – yeah, I'll tell you. They got this code of conduct. I, mean, I had no idea that a medical student was tied to the AMA code of conduct. So they, they, they viewed it. What I was talking about was, you know, conspiracy and it's unbecoming of a physician and it, put, it shines, a, you know, a dark cloud, you know, puts a dark cloud on, on the profession and you, you need to stop it. And, you know, this is what you can say and which is what you can't say. And, and, and I mean, so, you know, I just saw it at the student level. I can just imagine what it's like when, you know, when you already have the license and, and they, they, they pull the card, the red card out and says, well, we're going to, we're going to pull your license if you, you know, don't tell the line, you know, because oh, yeah, that changes your whole, your, how, how do you, you know, how do you make a living, then? you know, they, exactly they, right. Their whole life is programmed as being a physician. Yeah. And that's the reason why yeah. most of them in the very beginning went, uh, went along with the narrative or kept their mouths shut because they were already told that you will lose your license and then we will investigate and prosecute you. So keep with, mm-hmm. The narrative or else, and that has been talked about and verified. I've had a conversation off the air with a couple doctors, and that was last June when we were talking about that on the show. And, of course, it's happening again now uh, that doctors are being threatened. I mean, they're, they're suing Dr. Eric Napute in order uh, because he's, he's promoting uh, vitamins, minerals, and um, mm-hmm. vitamin well, D. Well, you know, the thing is, is it works. I'll tell well, you. Yeah. I'll tell you. And, and, you know, the thing is, is that the, 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 the military, the military uses nanosilver, specifically the silver saw. They use it to fight infections on the battlefield. And they, were, they, were, they have studies about how, how it can neutralize Ebola. You know, but instead, what, it, what did the FDA do when people were, you know, using nanosilvers? They wanted to shut them down, all right? Or let, let's say uh, they don't want anyone to talk about chaga mushroom or birch bark extract, which are, you know, protease inhibitors for, the, for 3CL, which are conserved on all beta coronaviruses. So th- there are tools in the toolbox that are uh, oh, yeah, totally. uh, naturopathy, but th- there's also, um, uh, let's say, uh, generic allopathic remedies like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and all these other things there's there's uh antiviral uh, yeah. That, yeah 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 so you know so there there's there's a lot of tools in the toolbox that can be used here the monoclonal antibodies from regeneron you know there's a lot of tools in the toolbox here to treat this so what uh, dr malone said and i completely agree with is just what the swiss did all right vaccinate the ones that are the highly vulnerable as long as they choose to be vaccinated, no forced vaccinations, but, you know, vaccinate the, the highly vulnerable and then uh, have some natural infection in the society. And you're treating that with therapeutics and, mono, you know, the monoclonal antibodies and, and these other therapeutics, natural and allopathic. And they seem to have controlled this crisis. Now, it doesn't mean that they will control. They created, control, but, but they created. You know, so, yeah, you know, so, so, but the, the point, the point here is, is that there are, there are ways to treat the disease. The assumption from Fauci that everyone needs to be vaccinated is completely BS. 
Yeah, that's you know, a lie. That, that there, that's there's, a propaganda yeah, that, that, lie. So they, you right, can get right, right, right. you could get vac- you can get a non-vaccine that will eventually kill you from just the spike proteins of 50 billion spike proteins alone. Not to mention make you infertile amongst having graphene oxide or perhaps oh I don't know it's an operating system. Well, I wanted and to all bring the up, other bad stuff in there. The whole gra- graphene, yeah, I wanted to bring up the graphene oxide if you don't mind. You know, I I did a video about two weeks ago about the graphene oxide. Now there's it, there's reports. Now you got to remember. Gl- Graphene is, is carbon, all right? And mm-hmm. so there's reports of saying, oh, there's 99% graphene in these vaccines. Well, that's not true. I mean, that, that, but the thing is, is that there's low percentage. And there, there may be a reason why the graphene is there that's tied to the lipid nanoparticle. So the ones that are listening, again, for us to win our civil liberties, we have to stick to the facts. Because the, moments, the moment that we get off the reservation of facts, then the scientific the scientific community is just going to point a finger and say we're a bunch of conspiracy theorists and don't listen. Yeah, but to they're us not following the facts either. It's okay to erode. Right, well, so that's true. Of, but we have to we have to we have to take the high ground here. So in terms oh, yeah, no, of graphene oxide, I agree. But in terms I want of graphene oxide, I want everyone right. to hear that they're not following the facts. They never have. They're not following the science. All of this was based on a fraudulent foundation of lies. And that's They're what people spinning. need to, yeah. they need to get that into yeah. their minds in order to move yeah. forward and to combat where we are right now. So go, go ahead, talk about mm-hmm. the graphene oxide. Yeah, yeah, all right. So, so there, there's been research that goes all the way back to, well, farther back than 2016, but I'm more re- referencing something that was done in 2016. A, a low amount of graphene oxide can help with macrophages to downregulate an inflammatory response, all right? And what that will do is help with the vaccine to actually do what it's, quote, designed to do or what it's supposed to do, all right, to go in and present on the MHC to create antibodies. Independent enough, if you want the vaccine or not, I'm just saying what the vaccine what the vaccine mechanism is. It gets into your cell. It, it, if it's the adenovirus or the messenger RNA, it creates a protein. That protein is, is uh, broken apart a bit and uh, kind of shuttled to the surface of the cell and presented on the MHC. The MHC then will activate T cells that will go through this whole cascade to create antibodies, that create antibodies through the, P, through the, the B cells and then create memory cells off that. So graphene oxide seems to be a, a mechanism to help with introduction into antigen-presenting antigen, antigen cells, APCs. So there's a, it's not, see, I think where we go wrong with, in the truth or community or in the alternative news community here is, is that when you start hearing graphene oxide and it must be like some chip kind of thing, no, it's actually to help for getting into cells, but it's not electric. It's a conduit. It's, it's, it's not a like, conduit. Yeah. That yeah, sounds yeah. like it. it's more yeah, of a it's conduit not, from, yeah. it's yeah. the conduit yeah, that's going to that. get to the 5G, which will get to the operating system well, because it needs like a lubrication no, 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 is from no, no. some of the information no, that no, I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't, I, don't, I, I, I just, I'm not there. Michelle, with that whole 5G thing, mm. I, you know, the thing, the wait thing till, is, is I, wait till I, next there's week. just not enough. There's just not, a, 
There's just not oh, enough yeah. graph, gra- graphene oxide, the vaccine, to do that where you would get that much of a cellular response. Now, it is true. You don't even need graphene oxide, though. But it is true that if you're by a cell tower habitually, you're going to start activating NF-kappa beta, which is pro-inflammatory and, you know, and create necrotic tissue and all this and headaches and all this stuff. So I'm right with you that 5G exposure is probably, not just probably, it, it's, 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 it's bad for you, you know. But oh, God, I'm not bad. with that whole, yeah, uh, but I'm not, I'm not in me. that camp where it's think, think with that, that we're getting chipped, you know, through graphene. Uh, graphene yeah, HTC, I'm giving you a heads up. We're going to be bringing all that information out in the next week, week and a half, and it will, uh, it will, it will change a lot of things. Well, I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm, you know, right. I mean, I'm, so, you know, uh, I, I'm always open-minded. We always have to. Right. We always have to well, be open Well, this is, this is, but yeah. You'll, you'll, I think the I reason, I think from, there was a, there was a molecular biology reason from the, per, from the perspective that I am at, at this moment in time. And it can change next week. I don't know. But well, no, the perspective I get that, that I, I have at that. this moment is, is that gra- graphene oxide was most likely put in there at a low concentration um, and embedded in the lipid nanoparticle to help for it to get into the cell. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- there is research that has been published that it, it states that that uh, helps with downregulating the inflammatory response to prevent the cell, because if it goes into an inflammatory response, the cell ter- may turn into antiviral and c- kind of kill off cells through PKR. So if you reduce that inflammatory response, you're allowing for the proteins to actually be produced in the cell, and those proteins are from the vaccine. And I think that's part of the reason why they have the graphene oxide. You know, I don't think it's a transhumanist thing yet. Stay tuned, my friend. Stay tuned. But the point I'm making here is that the messenger RNA platform had to go underneath the – the innate immune system to be able to do its function of creating protein, that spike protein, S1 subunit, that would eventually be presented on the MHC. And then if they didn't downregulate that in innate immune system, then what would happen is, is that the cell would say, foreign, foreign messenger, you know, foreign RNA, go into an inflammatory response, break it apart, and, you know, possibly recruit uh, natural killer cells and cytotoxic, cytotoxic T cells and kill the cell that has been infected. But for the vaccine to work, it needed to tell the immune system, hey, I'm not foreign. Make my protein. And that's By design. part of the reason. Yeah, it's designed. And, that, and, that, and so but it in helps an with the, the in a nefarious way, not a helpful way, like because that's why it's not a vaccine. It doesn't. It, it is a different type of, of, of vehicle. It's a, it's a it's a different type of vehicle. Originally, it was for protein therapy. I mean, right. you know, and some people so call it gene therapy, but it's really really protein therapy because the idea is is that if you're making too much of a protein, okay, and it's causing a disease, you could give a drug, a messenger RNA drug, 
that could maybe produce a protein that binds to the, these extra proteins and inactivates them, all right? The other ways is that a lot of diseases, they're knockouts. You lose function and you can't make the protein anymore, and therefore you take the therapeutic and then, you know, you would have the protein in the cell, and then that cell is now working normally or hopefully normally. So that's where the technology was going. But, wow. uh, you know, they had to tell the, the immune system, hey, I'm not foreign. Please make me. Yeah. Because our body doesn't like foreign stuff. It knows that a cell has been invaded with, you know, foreign Yeah, so it had a trick of the cell. See, that's, it's the yeah, manipulation yeah, exactly. back to all of exactly. this gets started. So let me let me do this. Yeah. I want to break down real quick. I want to do a couple uh, quick answers back and forth because when yeah. we go down these scientific tunnels and rabbit holes, it's too much for some people. So I want we got to break it down into a little bit of common sense, and then I got to wrap it up because it's two twenty eight. All right. So the SARS COVID two was created by scientists, correct? It is not a natural occurring uh, correct. SARS. SARS. Okay, so we created we meaning uh, scientists, right? USA, American. USA and the CCP. The USA. Okay. I'll tell you right now, it was the, the the CCP through the Wuhan facility and University of North Carolina Chapel Hill with right, Fort Detrick created SARS CoV two. So that was man made. Yep. Man made. So yep. SARS CoV one was that man made, or they took SARS CoV one, manipulated to create SARS CoV two. SARS. SARS-CoV-1. Oh, there is no SARS-CoV-1. That, there is no really no nomenclature for SARS-CoV-1, but it's just SARS. But SARS, okay, so just SARS. is well, We created natural. that too, correct? SARS is natural. No, no, no. SARS is SARS natural. is natural. Okay. SARS is yeah. natural. MERS is we created MERS, right? No, MERS is natural from, from, from uh, camels. Oh, from a camel. And then uh, the HIV is natural, but we created the AIDS, one of the two, right? It was something along those lines. Okay. We... H- All right. So H- HIV, you got to remember that started popping up. This is not a simple answer here. It's important. Well, no, no, but, I, I, but I don't want to confuse people. So let's, <laughs> let's take the HIV right, okay. and AIDS out. HIV-1 HIV, was... HIV is, is natural. But right. there's HIV-1. been enhancement in of HIV-1 for scientific research and for weapon development. Okay, so they, that's where Fraudshi came in, because I know that he was into all kinds of shenanigans with the crew you mentioned earlier back in the 80s. Dr. Judy Mikovits is the one that started bringing that mm-hmm. up a while ago, um, and, mm-hmm. um, and that had to do with the HIV-AIDS epidemic, and it's the same players during mm-hmm. this version. And, of course, mm-hmm. you mentioned that there are – there's HIV mixed into all of this fun stuff that they created. Because it's a per, it's a perfect weapon development. If you can if you can aerosolize if you can aerosolize HIV, you have a perfect weapon. You have a perfect weapon to downregulate the immune system. But if it's a it long term effect, the T cells directly. But, but here's the thing: it has an acute phase and it has an acute and it has an acute and a chronic. So it could so take you, you out right away, to, or it could be over a period of time, is what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay. So if the pulmonary Which is infection, in if the, the vaccine, pulmonary so infection does, now. Right, right. So, so right. if you, if, if, this weapon, this five cocktail, 
it'll take you out pulmonary. And if not, then five years later, you're going to get cancer or, right. you know, some sort of bacterial infection or whatever that your, your natural Im- immune system would fight. And this is what we were seeing with AIDS patients in the 80s. Right. But the thing with AIDS is, is that you're normally infected 10 years before you actually die from it. Which, you know, then you, won't, you don't really see the AIDS manifestation until 8 to 10 years post-infection because it goes dormant. But that's because it's a retrovirus. A beta coronavirus is not a retrovirus. So you can speed all of this up. Well, the thing that's interesting is because if they were, if they were, the DOD was using HIV to develop bioweapons that wouldn't eliminate the enemy immediately, and it was more long term, but yet they love the military industrial complex, which is all based on money to fund wars or extend quote unquote wars, and that's all about the, the money for them. Why would they? Mm-hmm. Uh, why would they want well, the Well, I'll tell you right. The reason uh, the analog is Vietnam and Afghanistan. They want wars that are 20 years long. Oh, yeah. So you they, drop they, they, the weapon they early. don't win them. You get drop the weapon, right, you, and, and then halfway into the war, your enemy starts dropping dead from cancer. So, I mean, it, you know, these wars that – when we start having wars now – it's already planned. You might as well you might as well already plan that it's going to be a twenty-year war. Yeah, it's because there's too much money in it not to mm-hmm. last for mm-hmm. that long. They have no intention of winning. Mm-hmm. It's not difficult to be the United States of America with the mm-hmm. most advanced everything, right. re- fighting against people that mm-hmm. live in caves and uh, ride camels exactly. and, uh, and and touch goats it's, in order for us to. And you're telling me we can't take these guys out and we, they're a problem. No, that's not how it's, it's like anything else. Everybody's just got to use their common sense. You know, the, the most and, advanced and, and, technology yeah. and troops in the world, and we can't take out a guy on a camel. I, I don't think so. Right. I don't right. think that that's right. how it works. Exactly. See, like in, in Afghanistan, they wanted the war because so much money could be made. Yeah, yeah right? trillions. But the thing is, is that, but the way it's going to be spun, drop the weapon, you get some percentage of these individuals to die from the initial pulmonary problem. And then the ones that are still around, that are most likely going to be to turn into a reconstituted, let's say, uh, uh, insurgency force, like what we're seeing with the Taliban now. If they were infected, then they would start dropping dead from cancer, and that you would no longer have an insurgency force that you would have to fight. Right. So that's what I'm saying. This is the perfect weapon. They, the DoD needs. The DoD really, really wants this. <laughs> this kind of type of technology. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they, you know, and they, you know, they want to, they, 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 you know, and unfortunately, you know, the, the, the brass, you know, they don't have any, I don't, I don't think they care about really the, um, the atrocities. No, they the made that quite clear. They can create. Yeah. No, they don't, they don't care. It's all about, According to Colonel McGregor, I've listened to many of his interviews. I even have a couple here on the sound clips that the uh, leadership positions, the people in higher up in the military, they're just worried about keeping um, their current positions. They're worried about uh, making sure that they follow in line with what they are told so that they can get a cushy retirement job. They could go work mm-hmm. at some foundation. They uh, don't want to jeopardize their retirement. They want to be able to slip into the private sector if they want to. So they do not care about the troops. He made that very clear. They do not care about common sense or the agenda. They just follow the narrative, which is why you had 
the uh, people that are really in charge during uh, Millie and that other idiot that was during the court hearings and you could not believe what was coming out of their mouths because they don't care. They're there for the money, they're there for the power, and they're there for the exit strategy. And Colonel McGregor is uh, very high up in the military. He's obviously retired. But he said that's the game. It's been like that for years because it all changed when they created the military-industrial complex when all the money really started to flow into the DOD uh, and the yeah, other exactly. And you have and you have some of these 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 old generals, these retired generals that are on Fox News. And I, you know, I, I watch Fox News. I don't watch CNN. But I, you know, I, but these retired generals on Fox News, they're pushing. You can see that they're trying to legitimize biologic warfare. You can see it, that they're slowly saying the Chinese has this capability, so we need to ramp up and have parity and blah, blah, blah. And well, they don't say, you know what, this has actually already been created, you know, in dark well, that operations. Was, well, yeah, and now they, they're just, just getting a reason it. to go. They've yep. just had it in yep, the, in the hopper. It. Because that's where this whole, the, the storyline goes back to uh, when, uh, Oh, what's the anti-anthrax? Anthrax came out. So when anthrax was first floated out there, that's when they said, oh, well, we, we got it. We got to be prepared. We got to be prepared. So then all of a sudden, all this money for research into the bioweapons started to flow and Fauci was part of it. And the DOD, DOD which the amount of, of, of funding that they, he gets, I don't believe it's, I don't know if it's hundreds of millions or billions, but it's a hell of a lot of money that he oh, gets from billion. them, from that department. So that is yeah, what started all this when that anthrax happened after 2001 because they, um, they uh, after, after uh, gosh, which, where is I know it's, this is a great story. There was, um, uh, I didn't think we were going to talk about this stuff. Um, anyway, it, it's the, uh, the, they were, oh, it was ended after the Cold War. After the Cold War ended, what had happened is they said, you know, everything is going to be great now because the, the, the uh, communism is done and we can focus on making America and the rest of the planet great. And the military complexes back in the 80s said, oh, hell no, that's not going to fly. We need to make sure that we, uh, we still have money flowing through because we don't have an enemy now. We've eliminated our enemies. So then they had to start coming up with alternative enemies because mm-hmm. we didn't have any. Mm-hmm. Who are we going to fight? Who are we going to mm-hmm. get bombs for? Who are we going to mm-hmm. have a war against? We just defeated the worst person on the planet, worst country. And that's when it all started. And from there, you could just kind of put two and two together. Um, it's 2.37. Right. Exactly. I'm going to wrap it up. But as far as, um, uh, as far as the, I mean, we covered a bunch of stuff today. Um, we, we created the car, SARS-CoV-2, meaning humans, and uh, COVID-19 is not a thing, remember? There is no sample on the planet, everybody. So the No, 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 Michelle, I want to, I want to talk about this. I want, this is an important state. There is, again, we have to stick to the evidence. The evidence okay. is this. And this is, and people are not going to like what I'm going to say, but this is what the data is. There is this, the, there's a group out there, the truther group, that's saying that it's, it doesn't exist. It was, it was isolated and propagated and sequenced from a patient in December of 2019 on December 26th. It was sequenced and compared to the database because they didn't know what they were dealing with 
They took fluid out of the lung, and they purified that sample, and then they, they multiplied the actual product that they pulled out of the lung, and they sequenced it. They, they, they broke apart the, the, the shell, the, the membrane, and they were, a, they were able to sequence that material. When they compared it to the database, it showed that it, it had high homology to bat SARS-like and SARS, which is the chimera that was from Dr. Xi's research in 2008. This paper was published in Nature and Databank on the NCBI website, and it can be found in PubMed. It's been there and was published on February of 2020. So all these truthers that are saying it's never been isolated, they didn't spend the time to actually look at the paper. And it's directly linked to the reference genome that is databank of the NCBI. And then if someone says that it's never been isolated, how do you think we know what, adult, what, what variants are going on? They take the sample and actually sequence it. So they're actually sequencing the, the, the actual RNA of the virus. So people are okay. saying it's never been isolated. Is, don't, they don't know what they're talking about. Now, what, what, no, no, I know where you're going with this. Now, now, now you're going to say, what about the Alberta thing? Well, the Alberta, the Alberta case, that's a different story. What, the, what their version of the attorney general or whatever, whatever they call it, what their version of, of the government's attorneys were in that case, they said they would not or cannot provide. That is whole, you got to remember, one of the labs, the other, the other 10 labs, one of those labs for the, this research for gain of function is in Canada. And if you don't remember, that the, the 1,000 talent plan, they were stealing samples out of the laboratory. And they were caught. And this happened roughly around the same time that Lieber was caught from Harvard. And the other uh, grad students, they were tied to the other universities in Boston, in the Boston area. This is part of the 1,000 talent program. So they weren't willing to provide the evidence because the evidence shows that there was a DOD weapons program. So it's spun in the stupid news that, oh, that it means it doesn't exist. That is not what they said. What they said is they were not going to provide it or they cannot provide it. And it's the same way that they handle NSA cases that, you know, that you can say, well, I want to see the evidence of, you know, of what you've collected on me. And then they drop the case. It's the same thing because when they don't drop the case, you actually see the methods of the weapons program. So they were protecting the U.S. weapons program. And all it is is a simple call to, to the prime minister of Canada. And it's basically saying, do you want to still have goods being shipped over to the United States that you manufacture? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, then to maintain economic relations with the United States, you're going to drop the case. So we can maintain the, 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 the covert operations at this moment in time for the weapons program. That's what that case meant. But all the truthers out there totally misread it. Same thing with the CDC. The same thing with the CDC uh, document that came out where people were saying, oh, they're admitting that the, the RT-PCR doesn't work. No, I've read the document. And you know what? That is not what the CDC said. 
what they said was is that they were getting out of the business of the RT-PCR making them because they were the first ones to make the RT-PCR, if you remember. During the early crisis, doctors were complaining that they had to do all this paperwork and jump through a whole bunch of hoops just to send a sample to the CDC for them to do the PCR. And then they made the kits and shipped it down to the local municipalities. Some of those kits were bad. And then, and then you know, they had to reship new kits. But eventually, you know, they, they tweaked it, all right? When you're building up an RT-PCR kit, it's going to take some time. And there's going to be some mistakes. And over time, you converge to, uh, you know, high, uh, uh, higher um, um, uh, specific, you know, specificity of, of the actual test. You know, so you have real, re, you know, real good positive or, or, or positive data or negative data on the test. Well, that's the but testing. Let me jump in here. Wait, let me, let me no, jump no, no, in. But no, let me, let me, let me Michelle, I, I'll lose the thought. If I, all right. So okay. the CDC okay. said, the CDC said, that they were getting out of the business of making the RT-PCR kits because the FDA approved 380 different vendors. And what they also said was is that they prefer people to do multiplexing. And this goes right in line with the five cocktail that I just said. They are hinting that they are suspecting that cases are going to be SARS-CoV-2 plus influenza. The next influenza season, the one that we're going into right now, the doctors need to know if the patient has influenza or SARS or both. If they have both, there's a high probability that a five cocktail has been released. That's what the CDC was saying. So the Alberta case and the CDC reading is totally, in the truth of community, misread and and, and misinformation, and that we need to stick to what is actually happening. It's all leading towards the five cocktail release. But instead, they're saying, look the other way and say the virus doesn't exist. And, the, you know, the CDC saying that the RT-PCR isn't working. It's not what they said. It's, and, it's, and that's how the truth of community loses their eye on the ball and loses the game and how we lose our constitutional freedoms. Well, the, the, the document... Mike Adams and Judy Mikevitz were referencing is the FDA document that said at the time when they went to go get a sample of the COVID-19, there wasn't one to provide to the tests. So that's when they mixed in various ingredients, coronaviruses, monkey viruses, and a bunch of other things to create a sample so that then they could match up the sequence to the PCR test, which the PCR tests are all fabricated anyway, because they don't distinguish between one fragment of a coronavirus and a million fragments of a coronavirus. So if you pick up a dead fragment from years ago, and that's why people have been testing positive without having symptoms because they don't have anything but a dead coronavirus, which is the cold or the flu. So that's from the FDA. The FDA said when, when, when this all came down, we didn't have a sample yeah. of it. We couldn't get one, but you had all these sick people, which doesn't make sense. If you have all these sick people, you can't get a, you can't get a sample of it. So they're the ones that came out and said that it's, that's, it's not it's, – it's, the COVID-19 is just a name, and we wanted to match it up to show that the PCR tests were all coming positive. Obviously, we know the calibrations were at 40. They should be at 17, and the inventor of the – PCR test said it's not something that you use to determine viruses. Do not do that. Called false fraud. And a couple months later, the guy's dead. 
No, you know, the PCR which, tests are not, they're not designed for this. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's, it's a conversation that has to be, you know, go into more detail. I mean, it's, a, it's an hour conversation, but you know, it, it's, it, I think there is some misunderstanding of what is going on with the CDC and the FDA. And, and again, it goes back to what I was saying, what they can show, what they can really show and what they can't really show is, is predicated on, are they divulging the weapons program or not? It's the same issue as the case in Alberta. And it's the same issue that, that, that was going on with the NSA spying with certain citizens and they go to court and then they drop the case. Just because right. they can't makes, show, it makes sense from that it, angle. That's not about not producing it. It's it is more important for them to protect than to produce right. a, a copy right. of so it. It's be, so it's better. It, right. So well, yeah, but then again, it's, it's, it's all based. You have to keep this in mind. Everything that is coming out, a majority of the things coming out of the FDA and the CDC, literally have been lies. So you don't know what, and they're presenting uh, whatever they they want to determine as science based on what. Like they, it's, it could be yeah, all manipulated because if they're protecting something, doesn't mean that they're going to be revealing. So you can't believe anything. You can never believe any, any of the reports of anything that's been transpired since this whole thing started. You can't believe anybody. I mean, at the end of the yes, day, you got to go yes, ahead and just boost point. up your own immune system and make sure that, you know, you can take HCQ, ivermectin, budesonide in case you do get a form of this SARS-CoV-2 and uh, move on with life. And they're, you know, they're the big agenda has nothing to do with the, the, the virus. It's a, it, is, it is about complete destruction and control of the country and removing people's rights I think there's and killing people and genocide. There, there's two things going on here. There's control of the society in a 1984-esque oh, way totally. that allows for a 21st century China. And then by having a 21st century China, it, that will be the model of governance in the United States because people will yeah. point to, oh, look how – China is, we should be the same way. The analog is not too long ago, people wanted to have communism in the country, you know, back in the 1920s. So, uh, you know, there's, we have these episodes of, you know, looking to another country to remodel our governance. So I, that's that one, com- that's one component. The other is, is there's a weapons program that at this moment in time is still covert and they're not going to reveal information that may divulge this. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm on the stance that this is, this was developed and, uh, is hidden to make sure that we continue on the, the weapons program, you know, so you're right. I mean, I know by covering SARS-CoV-2 that the CDC was lying. I could, I could see it in the data. I had people calling on my show that, that were, uh, um, that were working in the insurance industry. And they were basically stating, you know what, we're getting an awful lot of claims that are these pulmonary claims that they're at the doctor and they're, you know, they're getting checked for pulmonary infections way higher than anything that was published on Johns Hopkins from the CDC. And this is, this is in February of 2020. Nurses, they were stating, you know what, you know, the, 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 the ERs are, you know, showing you know, influenza-like syndromes and we don't know really what it's, what's going on. That was happening in December. Now, again, there was no RT-PCR at that time, so they didn't know what they were dealing with. They tested negative on influenza, but they didn't have a test for whatever it was. 
So they were, you know, recording that there were cases that were happening before even the boats were dropping off, dropping off passengers and having them quarantine, you know, back in early, early February. So, yeah, which in know, essence, it could just be a really bad form of the flu that they actually created, which they're labeling it as COVID-19, and it's just a different no, 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 version of the, the SARS-CoV-2. The no, 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 that can't be. That can't be because the, because the, the actual sequencing of SARS-CoV-2 is different than influenza. And not only that, to prove my point, the sequencing shows the homology of bat SARS and SARS, which is what came out of the sheet paper in 2008. That homology is not in influenza. So it can't, that, that, that doesn't hold any water. It's to say no, that, to say that SARS-CoV-2 is influenza is, is crazy. It's not. No, I didn't, I didn't say there, There's no homology of influenza. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm not the scientist. of bad SARS. No, SARS-CoV-2 is different. I'm just saying in the, this, my, if this is a form of the flu or the cold, a different version, like a stronger one. I don't know the difference between the SARS-CoV-2 and all that, and it's irrelevant. I, 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 it, I don't care. When it, it doesn't matter. I know we've got, obviously, a problem when it comes to where, where the truth lies in all this, and I don't necessarily know it's going to come out um, because you're not going to get it, the information from the source of uh, if you're if you're seeing that it really is a SARS-CoV-2. That's the problem. We don't to, have an open society. That's right. Well, That's it's, the it's because the now we have it. You can't trust the information from the CDC or the FDA because their intentions of this is all is is all a, a much bigger agenda and it has nothing to do with virus or protecting people's health. So that that is the problem. They just literally at this point they need to be dismantled and shut down. But that's um, that's nearly well, impossible I mean, because like, the, Mike, the regime what, that's in your, there is controlling them. So it, it, it all right, all right. Know. So so from your point of view, from your point of view, or Mike Adams' point of view, or I even I even interviewed Mikovits. I was actually the first one interviewer for three hours straight, was uninterrupted. But but the thing is, is that for for from your vantage point, from you, from your observation. What do you think it is? What is uh, all I, uh, I, I, do I think when? What is SARS-CoV-2? What do you think it is? I, I know it's a virus. I know that it's that it is something that we made. So it is something that probably right. could be even manipulated even further, and it was created for uh, malintentions and nefarious reasons. As far as the rest of it, I, I I don't have answers, nor do I intend to do research on it because it's a it, in the capacity of this uh, and trying to get people information so that they could protect themselves, so they can they could realize that this is uh, this is not about necessarily like I keep saying the, the vaccine. It is about your your rights and your freedoms and the mm-hmm. freedoms of this country. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go down the road of research because that doesn't that's not advantageous. If there's information that comes out, say from what Mike Adams or Dr. Judy Mikevitz or other people come out that you could almost somewhat trust because they don't trust anything from the CDC and the FDA. And that that is that is a step that I'm trying to focus on because I want people to realize that everything that they were told, the fundamentals, the foundation of this was based on a lie that they shut down their businesses and they were not provided the particular informed consent when it came to now the non-vaccines or when they are talking about um, the alternative treatments 
And then when somebody gets sick, they say, oh, they just go home. Well, somebody's getting sicker. No, no, no. You just wait to the point where you need to go into the hospital. And that was do- mm-hmm. that's because that was designed to do that. They, they purposely did not give people information, correct, and sent them home amongst a, a laundry list of other things and prevented them from getting things that, not, that would be proven to work or even prophylactics mm-hmm. like the HCQ. Because, again, it goes back to the agenda. So my, my, my whole point of always talking about this is because people need to understand that the, the truth behind the why, and that is where that should have enough people to say, you know what, now I get it. And I'm not, I'm not afraid of it. I'm going to work in preventative measures because I should be building up my immune system anyway. And the other point is, too, that it's all about your freedoms and your rights and the Constitution and the things that are being ripped apart away from you and the mm-hmm. control and I the see. tyranny and that's going on. And that's, that's what the, the, the conversation always goes back to because that's what people need to stand up against, uh, a, I agree. a tyrannical I agree government. That, so, exactly. On my show, so we've got, we've got show, to wrap up. I got like two minutes before the show you know, finishes. So all right. Just real well, quick, what, Dr. Paul. You know, you know, the most important thing is to protect our constitutional freedoms and to prevent what I call the Bio Patriot Act. This crisis is another 9/11 at our doorstep. It's slower. It's not. It, 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 it's it's it goes over a period of time, but it doing the same thing it's eroding your civil liberties and creating a surveillance state so we have i totally agree with you that we have to stop the bio patriot act in all of its forms that's decaching that's the digital currency that is a, a surveillance technology through vaccine passports and that is the forced vaccine agenda so i'm in co- complete agreement but we just have to make sure that we walk the path of science and, and, you know, have tested hypotheses and, and, and change based on what we can get data points for. It's not perfect. It's the best that we can do. But saving our constitutional freedoms, I think, is paramount. Oh, exactly. And, and the problem is, is the, the amount of fake science that is out there for, to push the agenda and their messaging counteracts or distinguishes from when you want to find and trust real science. So that, that is, that is the problem. That is the problem. They've colluded and uh, muddied the waters on purpose. And of course, silenced the people that are telling the truth. So it's, it's, it is a much bigger mess um, and only going to get worse. Uh, So uh, hopefully you are taking some sort of proactive measures since you did get that back non-vaccine in you. So make sure you take care of your health and, uh, uh, NAC is what I was told. NAC is supposed to be very good for people who've taken the non-vaccine to cleanse it from their systems. So you might want to look into that. Well, I mean, I have my, you know, I, you know, when I talked to Mike Adams, you know, I, I published on that show, you know, what I was doing to detox from the vaccine. And that's what I did. So, so I have a certain protocol that I followed. And I, I took Johnson, I had the Johnson & Johnson because I was forced facts. And um, I didn't have any side effects from it, but I also did my protocol. So, um, you know, that's what I did. But, you know, again, I was forced vaxxed. And that's, you know, we need to have that conversation. That the ones that have been vaxxed, you know, it's, we, we've been, you know, we've been forced. You know, I want, yeah. I want it's abuse. preparations. 
Yeah, I want reparations. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I want some reparations. I want reparations too because I've had to talk about it. It's, uh, I'd rather be talking about how to grow your business and uh, enhance the quality of your life and make a difference in your communities rather than focusing on this stuff and fighting for it when we shouldn't even have to be having these conversations. But this is where That's we great. are, everybody. Um, do you want to give your website so people can find you uh, or follow you on social media? Do you want to plug something the, real quick? The- yeah, the the best way is just to go to YouTube and and uh, subscribe. It's either Paul Cottrell or Dr. Paul Cottrell. I'm also on Rumble and on Brighton. Um So please subscribe. You can also go to my website. It's the dash studio dash com, and um, you know, and we, you know, you can subscribe there and get a newsletter and whatnot and and. Uh, you know, hopefully we continue on and protect our our civil liberties. Protecting our constitutional freedoms is is paramount, and we are on the verge of losing many of them, especially yeah, the well, freedom of the, the freedom of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, well, we need to step up to the plate. We haven't been doing a good job of trying to fight for it, so that's what we need to all start doing. Um, surprise, you're still on YouTube. Just a matter of time before they come get you. No. Well, I had four channels. Uh, you know, I, it, it, one was nuked that had 500 videos that, that was oh, blown up. Gosh. And I have three, three others, and I use YouTube to premiere and then I hide. And then everything oh, can okay. be replayed and Scott shared McKay tactic. from Brighton. Yeah. Yep. yeah, sneaky. It works. It works. Thank yep. you, Dr. Paul Cottrell. Take care of yourself. Stay safe in that dangerous, dangerous city that you're in, and uh, we'll have you back on. Uh, soon. Thank you we'll, very much. we'll talk more. Deeper dives. Deeper dives. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Bye-bye. my friend. All right. I know that was way, way long, and we have lost the live feed. So thank you, everybody who is uh, listening to the replay at this point. And I apologize for the live feed people, but hopefully they we uh, they realize they could catch the replay and then pick up where it left off. Um, I am running way behind. Um, I just uh, I just tried to un. I, I tried to unravel all of that scientific information because it, it really is, it gets so confusing for everybody and you're just getting so bombarded with a, with a bunch of stuff and all you just want to do is go back to normal. And it's not going to be the case, guys. We've got to go fight for our freedom. You know, we've got to renew our faith, restore our republic, rebuild our economy and reopen this country. Do not shut it down. Do not. Do not be a mass call. Oh, my God, the mass again. Do not. There are no conspiracies, no coincidences. Remember that. And it is time to put on your common sense cap and you need to leave it on all day. And for those of you who are ready to go, it is time to pull up that courage, that conviction, because we've got to take this country back. So please, please, please join our Save My Freedom movement. You can hashtag Save My Freedom. We're organizing Americans that are sick and tired of the tyranny and violations of our God-given human rights. We're bringing in all the influencers, all the people on the show, all these groups, when we are bringing them all together, and we are going to come up with an incredible strategic, low-hanging fruit, most effective plan and implement it, because we cannot let this go on longer. And again, as we've talked about all day today, it's only going to get worse. So text the word ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, 833 261-7689. That's 833-261-7689. And remember to like and follow us on the social medias and follow on the Rumble, subscribe to the newsletter. Everything is on our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. You will see 
at the top of the website, all of the links there. There'll be a graphic that says links that'll get you to all of the links. You can also go to everythinghomeaboutus.com and engage with the community. Go check out all the shows. Main tab, take action tab. Everything's under the take action tab. These live shows are called the Purpose Driven Partners segment. There is 230 partners, 500 and 54 live segments, so go check that out this weekend. Remember to pray, plan, and take action. Check out the Take Action tab. Go join some groups. Go follow some key people on the Must Follow, Must Join page. Go listen to some great shows from our guests, our partners, and some other incredible people over on the Must Listen To page. COVID Facts tab, incredible information. Everything you need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life is there. I am over. I'm going to try to have some really exciting stuff for you on Monday. We're going to do what I can, do what I can. Make sure you tune in Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, five guests a minute segments and some surprises in Michelle Stipox at the 1 p.m. Pacific time hour. Thank you so much for listening. Go have a great weekend. You deserve it. I hope you're awake. Thank you for listening and share this show, this platform with your friends and your family. Please use it as a resource. Literally everything you need is there. We're taking everything to the next level. We need to. We need to stand together. This place is getting the hairy and is crazy. And now it is all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of not experiencing death. I mean, it is crazy. Um, so everybody, think about what's your priority. Think about what you want to do. And it's we're going to be focusing uh, on the... Uh, on the major issues at hand, it's vaccines, the masks, the schools, um, the CRT that's in there too. And we're going to have that incredible breaking information. It's a lot. And we're just working on figuring out how to bring it to you. Probably about a week and a half, maybe two weeks. It is going to be literally mind blowing, mind blowing. Um, let's stay strong, get your healthy immune system, head over to our marketplace tab. Go to the Health Ranger store that's on there. He donates 2% of your total purchase. You'll get some nice discounts from him, too. Go buy your, your uh, immune-boosting uh, vitamins, mineral supplements, and you can find all that on the COVID Facts tab. You will see the page for prophylactics and treatments and for medicine if you do need it. So go check that out. You, again, everything you need is on this website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. So go check it out, and if you want the breakdown of all the pages you can head over to everything home com. and when you're on the website everything is clickable all the episodes are on there you can listen on your favorite podcast player we're on 23 of them two broadcast networks and of course rumble it's like a partridge in a pear tree um all right that's it i am well overdue i apologize um yeah it's just there's i mean i know everybody's had it and everybody's tired this is when this is when we need to prevail. This is when we need to take the appropriate next action steps, not let the enemy win, not let the devil, the demons take over. This is when we need to come together and put up or shut up. And this is when everybody needs to pull up the big boy girl, uh, big boy pants, their big girl pants, <laughs> their big trans pants. And uh Yeah. How bad do you want your freedom? How bad do you want your country? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want your health? How bad do you want your kids' health? How bad do you want your non-indoctrination of your children? How long? How bad do you want your liberties? <sighs> yeah. All right. Go have a good weekend. Listen to some of the shows. 
go check out the website. Make your plan, but first pray. Then make your plan. Again, don't take action. Go straight to the Take Action tab. Go check it out. Um, sorry for being so long today. I'm just pissed and whatever. Um, and the, Mike uh, Lindell's symposium was awesome. You can watch the replays on frankspeech.com. Cried a couple times. Got fired up, which is probably where part of this came from. It's just, uh, you know, I don't like when people lie. And... Uh, especially people in authority positions to manipulate regular people, regular human beings with nefarious intentions. It's just, just not right. It's just not right. And nobody's doing anything about it. Nobody's sticking up for we the people. So we got to do it ourselves, guys. Little God bless the USA. Have a great weekend. Monday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Everythinghomelive.com. Everything's on the website. Just go to the website. Trust me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Because the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless her USA You've been listening to Everything Home with Michelle Swinnick. Life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness. To meet, learn from, and hire the experts and the guests, professionals, and members of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace, visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes. And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, Follow, comment, and share. Go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained, and we hope that you picked up some real-life, tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off.